That is really scary. I don't know if anybody else hears it, but when I click the record, it goes, now recording. I hope you're recording this. (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of scary. All right. Well, glad to have you all here. Um, And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll trudge along. So last time that we played, we started out, uh, we were still in Amansul. We were, the group, the, the group as, a, uh, as a whole was there, although you were kind of in separate spots near the Amansul. Uh, two of you were a, a ways away dealing with something that uh, we were pretty sure was a ghost before we ended the session, but when we started it, we knew it was of some sort. They were dealing that, with that down there. The rest of you, in fact, you three who are here tonight, Dealed with some Crebane, some ravens that decided to fly up from the south and perch there for the night or for a bit. Started squawking and chattering at you, and you decided you'd have none of that. And I believe the first person to, to score a kill was uh, Kyle's character and shot an arrow right through it. Didn't even didn't even stop on its way through to say goodbye uh, to say hello. Um, and you just kind of went after, you went around after that, trying to smack them around, beat them up. You did so until Andy, uh, Ray's character, had decided to, uh, he wanted to bag one and take it home. Uh, uh, a parting prize, you might say. He did so. Um, and I think, Ray, I think Ray, your character, spent a lot of time not even necessarily attacking them, but trying to scare them away. Um, and it was pretty effective at that. Um, yeah. He ain't afraid of no birds. He ain't afraid of no birds. Uh, uh, you all kind of met up together after that. Then you went and found uh, Jeremy's character, Katnar, who had kind of wandered off after seeing the ghost. While um, uh, the elf had, uh, had come up, Edra Hill had come up and um, told you about Katnar uh, wandering off and them seeing a ghost and whatnot. Um, you came back to the top of them and sold for the night. Uh, Arborad, the ranger, headed out during the, at some point in the past or sometime later that night, day, and then you all decided to go to Bree. Uh, you did a number of different things in Bree. Uh, Katnar wanted to go to the light, to the to the counting house. It was closed. I think so did um, Mike. So did your character. Um, uh, Hob, I can't remember. Hob was just hobbing around. <laughs> I don't remember. I think I was he was talking kind of, to the ranger. That's right. Well, you eventually yeah. ended up there, and I don't remember. I don't remember, Mike. Maybe you can explain to me because I thought you wanted to go to the counting house too, but you ended up in the bar actually. And yeah, you two I, were the, you... I wanted to go to the counting house, but uh, oh, but there was a ranger there. Oh, that's right. You you decided to go there first. Um, Anyway, um, so you two ended up there first. Andy then, or Ram, Ra- Raymond, Andy, you had Andy kind of hang out at his house and get a birdcage ready for the bird, which I don't think we know its name yet. Um, we don't so have we, a name for it. No. We don't have a name. <laughs> Uh-oh, now you're going to have to fight with it about what its name <laughs> is. Um, uh, uh, let's see. And then you also headed to the bar after you got that done. I don't remember, did it? Did Andy take the bird with him or leave him there in the cage? Uh, I think we were we going to meet some dwarves because that was my only point of yeah. contact. It was like maybe some yes. dwarves trained this bird. 
Yeah. So some maybe some local dwarves could help me out. Yep. He also you sees were it as potential profit. Wait a profit. Yep. Yep. So you were that was your goal. That's the reason you ended up going to the bar. That's right. I remember that. Um let's see. I don't, so did you bring the bird with you or are you just gonna go see if there were dwarves there interested in first? I don't think we established if the that. dwarves they're there, yeah, I'll I'll take them with me. Okay. Yeah, and I think when we got there I told you there were a couple dwarves there and then you then we kinda then we kinda hit to the to the last part of what we were doing. Um, ah, I like the note, Kyle. Uh, let's see. And then the last thing that happened was um, um, Herluin had uh, sat down with the ranger, had seen him sit down with the ranger. In the meantime, all this stuff happened, had sat down, talked with the ranger and said, Hey, do you happen to know, or have you seen this symbol? And um, um, just as he did that, and Hob was there as well. And I think if I remember right, Hob was actually like, oh, now this guy's a ranger. Um, was, what, was much more impressed with this fellow than Arbred. Um, and just as Herluin had, had said something about that, um, a fellow who looked rather raggedly and kind of crazy eyed stood up and said, I've seen that before. And I think that's kind of where we ended. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. And okay. that was, that person was referred to. What was his? I Mad, o- Mad Ostley. Mad Ostley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and I think just to kind of catch your note there, Kyle, I think if I remember that correctly, it was not, I was thinking they had necklaces. When they cawed, you noticed that the necklace itself kind of jiggled a little bit or bounced yeah. kind of like a phone. I don't know if that's, if that's, if that's what your note said, but if that's I what I remember. Michael asked us to remind him. To okay. Okay. What, what, what I wanted to do about the necklace. I mean, I remember it like vibrating. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember beyond that. I probably wanted to look at it further. Yeah, sure. Let's see. Mention it to the ranger. Yeah, that might have been it. Um, Is there anything I missed that anybody needs to add or wants to add? Um, Who have we got for the session? Herluin, Andy, and Hob, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Just so I know who we got. Yep. Absolutely. We're the Um, we're the the front line in every combat. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. if we need, if we, you know, like, for example, if um, you'd end up traveling for some reason, you know, if you wanted to go somewhere, we will use them as NPCs and I'll just have them basically, quote, roll a 10 and then add whatever their skill is if they're fulfilling a role. Um, otherwise, they'll just kind of be in the background if we, if you, if we need something from them, we'll, you know, we'll kind of do what we need to. Uh, just so you all know that if you happen to be gone, your character will still, still be there won't be in danger, but if they happen to need their help, obviously not in combat, but cool. uh, otherwise, we'll just kind of assume they're there, they give the help, whatever they need, and go from there. My instinct uh, is to just give everything to the scholar anyway. <laughs> detail, so I'm here, happy. tell us. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Can, <laughs> he's right here, you can just give it to him. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, so... Um, so and, we, um, and when we talked to the ranger, he was talking about... Another ranger, I think, that was up because I yes, oh yes, I remember coming to the conclusion that we should be heading north. Yeah, um, Nost, right? his his um the the chieftain is Haldus. Haldus. 
Um, and he is he is the chieftain of the Rangers at the moment. And he said north. I think he didn't tell you exactly where he was located. He is not located in Fornostere. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it was like heading that way. And yes. Oh, but yes, go you would go in that direction. He would find us. Yes. Um, Although I don't think you as players, or I don't know that your characters know this yet, because I don't think Talendell has really told you anything about himself. His main place is in, is in Fornos Rain. That's where he basically spends most of his time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that yeah, I don't know that he has mentioned that yet, but um, that might have been also some of where that kind of came up. But I might have told you that. Um, well, he said north of the Green Rain. Yeah. And my character knows that road goes to Fornos. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, he, he probably didn't say it. Okay. Just a second. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll just kind of pick up right at that moment. Um, you two are kind of, I'm kind of imagining that, and I think we had described it this way. He basically is sitting in the corner like Aragorn from the movie. And just like Aragorn from the movie, um, he, he basically, with, with kind of a fluidity and smoothness, kind of just gets up from behind that chair, slides around, grabs Osley by, the, by, the, the, by his scruffy, because this guy is raggedy and has a long beard, kind of looks like a, you know, like a crazy guy with a, you know, like a sandwich board, you know, end of the world, but no sandwich board. Um, and he kind of immediately just drags him out of the common room. Uh, you know, without, you guys blink and he's like up and he's over and he's gone and, and and you see basically almost cartoonish like uh, Matt Osley's legs disappearing out the out the door to a side to a to a, one of the side chambers out of the common room. So um, I, what, I will close the book so that if anyone else looks over, they don't see. Okay, because um, you are in the common room. Do you want to follow him, Hob and and uh, Berlun? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I guess we should follow. him. Okay, so you guys go that way. Um, does An Andy what? More sedately. Yeah. <laughs> so does so Andy? This isn't you know the common room is giant, so he can see what happens. He was he he had probably turned his head over or was angled in such a way that he kind of saw in the corner anyway. Maybe saw his friends and was looking over there anyway. So they he sees the ranger kind of grab that guy lickety split, um, and then he sees Herluin and uh, Hob kind of dar dart into the to the side room. Does Andy want to continue to approach the dwarf or does he want to go kind of see what's up with them? Andy's not here right now for some reason. Oh, he isn't. <laughs> I didn't even DC, see that. Yeah. Oh, Raymond, where are you? <laughs> um, Michael, I'm struggling to hear you. I don't know why. Oh, really? Is this any better? Yeah. Nope, still sounds quite a ways away. Oh, there you are, Ray. I'm back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to you, and, and Kyle was nice enough to say, uh, Andy's not here. I'm going to switch to something different. Oh, you oh, sound a that, little better there. That is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you sound much better. Huh. You, don't sound like, okay. you don't sound like you're in a tin can anymore. That's weird. <laughs> you're, I'm, I'm not in a tin can anymore. That's why. Um, I didn't really do anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you just became more... More sound worthy, um, Raymond. I don't know how much you you caught of what they did, but basically the ranger went out of the room uh, with Bad Osley in tow, and then Michael's character and Kyle's character followed suit. And I just wanted to know: Did you want to follow them, or do you want to try to approach this dwarf? 
Uh, yeah, my character remembers Matt Osley from the source book, so he's going for the dwarves. <laughs> he's not yeah. very well liked in town. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, neither neither are the rangers either, right? So true. that's right. That's two, true. Two people there that are <clears throat> cool. Right. Well, let me get over one prejudice at a time. Okay, <laughs> just one at a time. All right, fine. If you've got to be medieval about it. Anyway. You guys don't mind me going off in a different room than you. I don't. I don't mind sticking with the group if you want me. To. No, that's fine. No, you're in town. We're doing all sorts of things. Yeah, you're in the common room anyway. You don't have to necessarily go out of the out of the direction. There, they left the room. You could say you guys left me. You know, you guys left my party anyway. Um, (laughs) You could flip it on them. Um, So, uh, what do you want to say to this dwarf? You know, uh, and there's probably let's say there's there's two dwarves, and it looks like they have probably some. uh, You know, they've hired some humans to kind of help them. Um, so they're kind of just kind of set there eating some torchbearers. That's what they'd be called in D and D. Sure, I've uh, you know I've I'm a farmer as yeah. you know, and I've uh, so I've sold some farm goods to dwarves over the years. Or do these happen to be any dwarves I've seen before? Um, well, probably you've probably seen them go, you know, coming through. You probably really haven't talked with them. Um, they, they, cause I know it says in the book that they travel, you know, dwarves are frequently traveling between what's it, the blue mountains and the lonely mountain. Um, right, so, right. okay, you, cool. So, you, um, yeah, I'll approach him. Okay. They, they, one of them, you know, kind of gives you a sideways glance and then goes back to eating their, eating this grub, the eating this slop that Butterbur made that night or whatever. Uh, hello, uh, Master Dwarves. Would you mind if I sit with you for a moment? I've got something uh, that might be profitable to us both. And I've got it. I've got the bird like under a, a cover. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of looks for a second. He's like, yeah. And he, you know, kind of moves a little bit over and so that you could grab a seat and slide it over, but they're not doing you any favors. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, I know. You guys are probably familiar with the like turnips and onions and stuff. I sometimes sell to the dwarves that come through here. That one of the other dwarves goes, "We don't need any turnips or well, onions." I, well, that's good because that's not what I've got this <laughs> evening. What I need is your services, Master Dwarfs, because you are a wise and long-lived race. <laughs> he looks at you, and goes, "Where would you like to kiss me on my butt cheek?" No, that's not so. Um, he, he kind of like, he kind of, you know, stops for a second, looks at you and goes, uh, yeah, what is it that you want if you're not selling something? Well, I have heard that dwarves, though they be not, uh, tamers of beasts or riders of horses, do have some affinity with birds and, uh, even can talk to birds sometimes. Well, while I was out in the wild... I happened to um, capture a a crow that speaks. They, when you say that, they all kind of look at you, and then they look at the the thing, and they're like, you know, they get kind of a, oh, that's what's underneath there. We'll come back to you in just a second. Cool. So, um, you two, you know, do, you know, dodge in there, and you you see the you see the ranger. He's not being horribly mean to. Uh, Matt Osley, but he's kind of gra- grabbing him, dragging him, kind of moving him around. He kind of pushes him up, up against the wall, and he goes, "Where did you, where did you find this 
this sigil, he, and he's talking to Matt Ostley. And Matt Ostley just kind of like, oh, 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 and he kind of looks over at um, Herluin. And then Herlu- um, uh, Tal- uh, Talendil kind of turns around and looks at Herluin and goes, do you, do you know him? Have you talked with him about this? I do not know him. Then why is he thinking you understand what he's talking about? Isn't this Matt Osley? As they call him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't spend any time down here. He certainly looks mad to me. No, maybe he's... I'll, I'll go up and say, where, and kind of open it up again. I'll open up my journal. Okay. Oh, so you're going to show, you're going to show him. Is this huh? any better? Nope, it's you any still better. sound, you still kind of sound far away and, and, hmm. and. Not necessarily robot but sound like you're in a tin can. What about now? Now that's good. So the difference is, do I have my phone in my hand or do oh, I have no. it in my pocket? Oh. <laughs> I guess I'll hold it in my hand. Okay. You'll be like everybody that makes else. Sense, now that you say it. You know. Well, I mean, but I have a headphone plugged into it with a microphone oh. on the headphone. Oh, I have earbuds. So it shouldn't make any difference. Do they, do they have no power? You no, can hear not. through them, though. Yeah, you they're not hear. powered. Oh, yeah, it's definitely bad. Headphones are huh. working. That's weird. <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, I mean these are, well, these are, I've only used these once, I think, before. So uh, I don't know. Uh, after this, I'll switch over to my headphones. Okay. Ooh, is the works. mic from your headphones enabled in your Discord settings? Oh, that's. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Uh, you 500 experience points for IT support. <laughs> I, will, I will take that. Uh, there, there isn't any setting. Oh no! Sort of now I got to take it away. Yeah. Discord. Discord. <laughs> yeah, there is. You go under where you see your name on, your, on the bottom on the bottom left. Oh, on the bottom. Okay. Oh, you're mm. on a phone, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, it, there yeah, aren't I, those settings on the phone. That's way more than 500 XP worth of tech support. If I knew how to do this on a phone. <laughs> uh, on his phone, even. On his phone. I can't even see yeah. your phone. <laughs> yeah, there aren't settings for that sort of thing. Well, that stinks that you got to hold there's, your phone up. There's output. <laughs> well, that's fine. That might be it. No, that output. That's the input. Microphone would yeah. be input. The oh. input would be in your OS. I don't obviously, know I'm not. Yeah. Obviously, OS. not a tech support. I mean, it may be these microphones are, are the micro. I mean, I never, I don't think I've used the microphone before, just headphones. Oh. So maybe. Maybe it's there or something, but I'll, yeah. I'll switch to AirPods after. The, okay, okay. Talking to Matt Austin. Yep. So yeah, I'll, I'll walk up and I'll open it up and... And, and, and you, know, it's like a little journal. You've got it's a little journal, journal that's got it written in, or what? Yeah, I drew, yeah, I drew it in. Okay, so he looks at it and he goes, where did you see this at? And then he kind of looks up at Matt Austin and kind of... He doesn't really have him up against the wall like he... I mean, itself... I, it may, in my mind, it looks way more aggressive than it actually is supposed to be. He's not being mean to this guy, but he's oh, certainly got him in a position where the guy can't move, kind of like hand on the chest or something like that, not an elbow to the throat. Um, but he's still got him. So he looks at him, he goes, and he kind of turns around, so he's not really paying attention to us. He's like, where did you see this, and how did he know about this? So who, who just asked me that? The Talendale. Talendale. Well, I sh- I, sh- I told him where I saw it because I showed it to him and said we we saw this and this is what it looked like, right? 
Uh, oh, yeah, you did tell him that's that. That's why sorry. I was open, because I was asking. That's right. I forgot you told him that. He kind of looks at you and he goes, oh, I, I'm sorry. I was so, I was so um, worried about getting him out of there after he screamed that out loud in front of everybody. Excuse me, I need to collect myself. And as, as you guys kind of get, you know, kind of as it, out away from the, the common room and, and he's actually dropped his, you know, pulled his hood back, you could see he's an older fella. I mean, he's not a young ranger by any means. He is weather-worn. Um, he goes, excuse me, I, that long trip, and it's, I'm not as, not as uh, stalwart as I used to be. Uh, you don't know, you know, this is, Matt, this is Matt Ostley, he says to you in a questioning way. That's my guess. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not from here. Do you, and I don't think, I mean, you're a man I'll, of I'll just, point, I'll just, yeah, point to my bridge. I heard yeah. it mentioned in the common room earlier today. No. He's like, he, he looks at you, and of course you're, he looks at, uh, at Hob, and he's like, of course you're not from here either. <laughs> Remember, there are, there are, yeah, I know. He could be from here. Yeah. He isn't, but I don't know. No. He probably knows that though. Um, okay. he he's like, nice yeah. So, and then he's he's kind of addressing both of you. So, you were out with Arborad, and you saw this, correct? Yes. Where did we see that symbol? Was that in that little? In that little it was uh, in the little alcove or whatever. Seen? Yeah, that that uh, where they had seen the ghost. Oh, that's right. That was down on the corner. That was like that was what was there. Yeah. And yeah, and I, that's sure that came. So I did my side. Yeah, it was yeah. scratched on the scratched into the ground where the ghost was and had been. And you are not you're not Yes, and you're not familiar with what this symbol is. Either you he kind of looks at Matt Ostley, and Matt Ostley is like, you know, kinda says something, but then he looks at uh, uh, Herluin and Hobb. You're not familiar with this this what this is? Not yet. No. Um he stops for a second, he says, Well, it's a sigil of the house of one of the uh, of the one of the houses of Arthendane, it's a, one of the king's uh, one of the king's sigils, uh, one of the king one of the kings of that of that era. Uh, that I don't know, I don't I, that I don't know, but I do know that symbol, and it is it is an, it is a sigil and a symbol from long long ago. I can tell you that. Uh, so I'll turn to Austin and say, so where did you see this? He he look he kind of he he's down and kind of looking kind of imagining kind of hunching over just a little bit because he's kind of crazy maybe ruffling his fingers together a little bit. I I um I was down in the barrows. Uh, I saw it there just uh, I think it was uh, three weeks ago. I was down there doing what I always do, looking for her heroic pieces of the past. Found nothing as normal and. Um, I, I saw it down there in one of the barrows, yes. Mm-hmm. Down there, one of the barrows, I saw something. Well, maybe it was kind of like that. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't quite like that, but it was close. And so, Talendil looks at you and goes, they would be close. The, the houses, I mean, to anybody's current, to anybody under, who understand, who can see it, who doesn't know what they're looking for, they would look very similar. So it's not surprising that, that he doesn't, he can't identify that one for sure. So many of the, Oh yeah, there, I mean, he he just he says he says yes. They I mean unless you just like with any language unless you're familiar with it, many of the letters look the same. And so these sigils, he probably saw something similar to it down there if he didn't see that one in particular. So Hob's going to ask the ranger if that's also part of Arborad's 
area that he covers? Like, is it possible that he's drawn that oh. symbol again there? Uh, he, he kind of looks at you. He goes, hey, "You're kind of like, oh, you know, you kind of know what we do." You know, kind of, kind of gives him a an attaboy in a in a way. Um, <laughs> uh, Big smile erupts. <laughs> he's like, uh, "No, Master Hobbit. He actually shouldn't be down there. He's supposed to be spending most of his time, as far as I understand it. I'm, I'm not exactly active at the moment, but um, he shouldn't be if he's assigned to Amansul." He should be spending most of his time, if not all of it, there and leaving only when he absolutely has to. Oh, I mean, no. I... <laughs> but, but if this is the sign of a house, and Arkadane yeah. occupied Amansul, mostly, yeah. then it might be visible in some of the ruins in that area. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, so he, so uh, he uh, from... spotted it on some. <clears throat> absolutely. I'm not saying, uh, um, you know... Uh, I'm not saying that he had to go down to Barrow, down, Barrow Downs to see it. There is a possibility that he could have seen it somewhere on, the, on many of those runes, although I will point out that most of the runes around Amansul are not even that. They're mostly worn stone. So it would be quite unlikely that he would find that one, which is one of the kings, possible, but not likely. Um, maybe, maybe the ghost got a chunk. What? Maybe the ghost got a chunk. <laughs> uh, a ghost, yes. Yes, I'm not pleased about hearing about that by any means. Um, uh, did you have any interaction with the go with this ghost? No. You, Master Hobbit? I don't believe we did. Uh, two of our, two did, of our friends saw it. Yeah, we did two see of... the ghost, right? We just didn't from a distance. Okay. Yes, you saw it from a distance. Okay. Herluin saw it from a distance. Katnar on like the first or second sessions, he managed. He kind of, he went into spirit form and kind of went after it, but didn't get close. But I don't think anybody else has actually seen it. It was just Katnar and and Edrahil. Yeah, that's I was getting yeah. there. Edrahil has. Oh, so hello, sorry. Jacob. <clears throat> no, not a problem. Hi. Not a problem. <clears throat> Glad sorry you could be that, here. Yes. No, no problem. Glad you could be here. Life happens. Um, so they're basically in the bar. Uh, Talendil the ranger had drugged Matt Ostley out after he screamed about seeing this this sigil. They found out it's a sigil of the king of uh, one of the kings of Arthendane. I get a switch headphones. I'll be right back. Okay, and then um, Andy, who we'll go right back to in just a second after we find out what Edra Hill is doing, was talking to some dwarves about about a raven. <laughs> and what can I? What do I have to do today to get you to buy this raven? Um, anyway, <laughs> be right back. Yep. Um, so Jacob Edra Hill. Um, yeah. is was in the main I can't remember oh he had talked to Tad I think Tad Tillis I think his name is something like that yeah or, the, the Barney Fife Barney Fife of Bree um, yeah. and had said hello to him hey how you doing whatever met him and then he had decided I can't remember you were going to look for something and then you ended up in the at the pony and I can't the, remember what yeah the guard told me to check the tavern for Matt yeah. Osley, so oh, I that's right. The tavern, and I yes. have found, yeah, that's when yep, I okay. showed up was when y'all were talking to the Rangers. Okay, I couldn't remember. I, I I knew you were looking for somebody, but I could I didn't remember it was Matt Osley. Well, anyway, you went into the bar, and right there was Matt Osley standing up, screaming about something, someone that um, that uh, Herluin and Hob were talking to the Ranger about. He just like s stood up and just started. Hey, I know what that is. And then before you knew it, blink of eye. And probably for you it was slow, but for everybody else it was quick. The ranger kind of grabbed him and 
kind of like in the like it like Aragorn did with uh, Frodo in the in the movie, uh, just kind of spirited him out this out of the common room into a side room and and Hob and um, Herluin followed. So Andy then was also there, which you probably would have seen and was probably there before you. He sat down and right. started talking to some dwarves. He 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 was kind of like, eh, I know about this Matt Mad Osley character. I don't care about it. And so he just is talking to the dwarves. So I don't know if you want to maybe go see what Andy is up to, or whether you want to wanted to kind of follow um, out um, and see what what uh, the ranger and Osley and your other two fellows were doing. Well, I was actually looking for Matt Osley, so I'd want to stick with him okay. because I'm curious about what's happening around Bree. Okay, cool. So. You kind of get there midway through the conversation uh, or half, you know, maybe a little bit into the conversation where there, where you find out, you kind of come into where uh, the info dump where Talendale is telling them that the sigil that they found or the symbol that they found in the place where you guys saw the ghost um, was uh, a sigil of one of the houses of one of the kings of Arthendane up in Fornost. Um, he doesn't know which one. And then you heard Matt Ostley reply that he wasn't quite sure um, you know, if he saw that exact symbol, but he saw something very close to it. Talendale saying that's very possible that he didn't. If he doesn't know the language, he might confuse letters and sigils and things like that. I think that's right. kind of it. So um, I don't know if you want to say anything while you're there. Uh, Talendale, you know, when you kind of show up, uh, I imagine Hob and, and, and Herluin are like, hey, you know, whatever, give, give, give a, a hello, uh, some kind of nonverbal hello to you and um, and the, the ranger himself doesn't seem to be bothered by the fact that you're here. So he must know that you're with them in some way. He's a ranger. He knows everything. Right. Anyway. Right. <laughs> so has anybody, since I guess we're now we're asking him about the ghost in a way. Yeah. Would I explain to him what I saw and then see if maybe he could tell me what he thought it would be? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Um, he thinks for a second and he goes, I think that is incredibly disturbing. Um, the dead, and I think I said this last time, the dead do not help the living. Right. So uh, would the grievous wound that we saw possibly mean that Arendelle is not still the living or he's only being held together by something unnatural? <laughs> that I wouldn't know. I did not treat him, so I don't know actually how grievous. I don't, and it sounds like no one, no one living did. Um, well, but I, would, as an elf, know of anything that could be possibly unnatural holding him together like that. Um. Oh, that's a good point. Um, if you want to make an insight check, and I'll say. Because you're an elf and kind of tuned into the natural world, you can have advantage on it. Just to kind of um, insight or lore, whichever you would like. Insight or lore, DC 15, let's say, and you have advantage on the roll. And I'll come back to you all in just a second. So, Andy, are you back? Yes. Ra Raymond, are you back? Not Andy. I'm Sorry. back. <laughs> Raymond. Call me Andy. I don't care. <laughs> you can call me Dale. That's my brother's name. That's right. uh, anyway. Um, so um, you sat down, they kind of, they made a spot for you, and then they're like, oh, a, a dwarf, or a raven, huh? The one guy puts his spoon down, and of course he was kind of finished anyway, he slides around. So, you want to sell us a raven? No, I don't want to sell you a raven. I need... They kind of they look, 
less interested. Like he's the only one facing you. The rest of them are like Raven. I want know, like to. Pay and then he's, they all turn around. And he I want to pay like, you for just a little bit of your time. Would you mind? Yep. Yep. The silver for very little amount of time, and I know. Uh, well, I hope so, because I'm not interested in teaching anyone how to speak bird. No, no, he already speaks the common tongue. Do you understand? When you say when you say that, they all again kind of look back at you like what? And he's like, oh, he already speaks, huh? Um, uh, where you have that bird under there? Let's see this this bird. Not here in the common room. These. Local folks will all think I'm insane. Let's retire to one of the parlors, order a, the nicest bottle of Barlaman's wine that you would <laughs> like to drink. I'll pay you a few pennies for your time. You can and help me with this crow, and maybe we could discuss some future business opportunities. <laughs> and I'm not talking about turnips and onions. To, uh, so that he's like, if you're paying for the wine, we'll, we're there. In vino veritas. All right, let's do that. <laughs> in, in wine, it's true. Um, so he, he's like, yeah, so you guys all trundle off to, you know, one of the par side parlors or whatever, somewhere that's a little bit more, you know, a little bit more discreet or whatever. And um, it's just him and the dwarf. The, the couple of humans that they hired as torch, torchbearers, they start to get up and they're like, no. And <laughs> the, the <laughs> no dwarves kind of walk off, you know, they're like, they basically lead the way. They obviously know where to go, and so they sit down. It's not a, you know, it's it's not a a, a completely private room, but it is kind of out of the way kind of uh, a deal. There, it's not in the common room really anymore. I know there's a map of the prancing pony in one of the books, but I'm not going to grab it. I'm, I'm not there. Are, there are places to speak discreetly um, with people. Anyway, sure. they sit down and they uh, and they they just kind of they just kind of they pour wine and they just start drinking waiting for you to chat or waiting All for you right. to talk so i have a tale for you now not only has this bird spoken but attacked grown human and elf warriors with a group of other ravens now this i've never heard of this in any tales of the dwarves that i've <laughs> ever heard i think someone has perhaps corrupted this bird. Oh, and by the way, he told me what his name was. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> Knickerbine. Knickerbine. Ooh. And he tells me that he can see a hundred miles by day or night. That's, uh, that's really uh, that's a really uh, powerful uh, eyes. Powerful eyes on a bird. Of course, he's up well. He can tall. fly that far. Yeah. Well, he's up that tall, so or he's up that high, so that probably makes sense. So he gets he. You notice that the the, the, the I'm not going to do it all. But, um, he gets really chatty with you. You know, he kind of talks with you, he kind of chats with you um, more than he has been. Which you 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 know, as a you find your character finds a little odd. Like, okay, he's talking a lot more. He just it's just patter. So I'm not going to fill it in. Sure, um, sure. Go ahead and give me an insight check, DC 15. I will be. We'll come back to you in just a second. Sure. All right. All right, so Jacob, what'd you get for your insight? I didn't see it. I didn't look. Oh, there you go, an 11. Oh, man. Yeah, it was terrible. I got an 8 and a 5, so 11 total. <laughs> so you, don't, you didn't pick up anything that didn't seem natural about our Brad, um, but, you, but you just kind of have a gut feeling that there's something. But you didn't go, oh, there is. You know, you, there's nothing you could identify being someone 
who is basically a part of the planet that was un- <laughs> that was unnatural about him, but there just seems something off something off about him no matter what. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. Um, Talendil, you know, kind of looks at all you know you three, and Osley's just kind of sitting, in, you know, just kind of huffing and kind of taking it all in. He mu- maybe mutters every once in a while, "I knew it! I knew it!" Uh, I kind of imagine him as an old-time gold prospector. I don't know why. One tooth. <laughs> Pants that don't fit. Uh, anyway, um, Talano goes, he goes, I, I am, yes, I am quite concerned that Arbrad has, has some kind of corruption upon him. He, if his wounds were as grievous as, grievous as he says they were in a, and and I don't know. Did Herluin talk about having spotted that, or was that just stuff that you guys I'm mentioned? I'm pretty sure I did. Okay, um, we'll just say that you did. You know, we don't have to actually down, dump, uh, actually say it all and info dump it. But he's like, and and you, of course, being a healer of sorts, being able to uh, say to 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 testify that that is the case. Yes, I. Uh, he almost must be corrupt in some way, being held together into this to this world in some manner that is not natural. But you'd think you would have all felt that, wouldn't have you? And he kind of looks at all of you. What have you? I mean, he didn't look anything like any ranger I'd ever seen. <laughs> you say that out loud? Yeah. yeah. And then I'd be I love like, it. You, on the other hand, look perfect. Oh! Like, great ranger. Bob, 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 can I take a selfie with you? <laughs> um, um, he's like, you, so, Hob, have you seen, Master Hob, have you seen Seen Ranger before? Well, I saw this one Ranger when I was younger. Yes. And just the way they held themselves, I kind of... So I wanna, he did not... I, I want to be like a Ranger, you know? <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're on, greatly on your way, Master <laughs> Hob. Um, but he did not seem himself to you, or he did not seem to carry the load that you would have expected a Ranger no. to carry? No. Mm. Yeah, and from the first, you were kind of hinky about it. You're like, I don't know about that guy. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, he's like, that is, hmm. Well, you know, we do, he is traveled, and he is traveling and living in uh, quite uh, unacceptable accommodations for for the road. And so he would have looked weather-beaten, but I take take your your view into recommend, uh, your, your, what do I want to say? Your assessment into um, into uh, consideration because he really he really should not be off, as you say. When was the last time you saw Abarad? Uh, I have not seen him for maybe a season or two. And when I saw him, he was looking bright with youth. He's a rather young man. Would Herluin? Did you 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 didn't give him any kind of. Uh, look over any doctoring or anything like that, did you? I offered, but he declined. He said he was healed. Oh. He didn't even want you to look at it. Is, would you say that's the case? Yes. Oh. Well, <clears throat> I don't... I would say from what you've told me, especially Edrahil, your, your experience with this ghost creature uh, would lead me to believe that our and my dear brother has maybe not fallen to the shadow, but is certainly lured into it deeply. I sort of threw Halloween's suspicions at Arborad. 
and the you scowl. Were? I threw the suspicions that Halloran oh. made yeah. of him having oh. a mortal wound. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he didn't take to it very kindly. He gave oh. him a, a scowl oh. and a half. Uh. Yes, I don't. That is not good, and especially, I don't know if I am of two minds. We need to. We probably, I should probably, somebody should probably go see Arborad and see what they could do for him or what they must do for him. And you, you notice a rather grim shadow fall across his face when he says that. It's more cinematic than real. <laughs> anyway, um, he says it's at the same time. I, if, he is, if he is calling this, this spirit, we need to know from whence it comes. I mean, we need... <laughs> I think we should probably de. I think somebody should probably find out where the uh, the sigil is actually from, where he found it from, whether it was somewhere in Amonsul or Barrow Downs, as this fellow here seems to claim that it was from. But I would not tread in either of those places lightly, even myself. Well, um, Mithrandir gathered us together and sent us to Margaret. You got to meet Mithrandir? I came down here to meet him, and he was already off to the west to see Bilbo with... I can't remember which dwarf it is, but anyway. Um, Balin, probably. Balin, yeah. Um, yep, yep. I, uh, maybe I can catch him on the return. He would certainly know what to do about this. Uh, he well, is I'm, so... I'm wondering whether he already had some suspicion, because of, you know, mm. he didn't have anything particular. He didn't have... It's like he needed our help, so I'm wondering whether... We were sent there to, to discover this. That is, he is wise beyond words. That's, that's of course the truth. And um, well, if he has given you leave to take care of this, then, and I do not want to interfere with his. I am no longer actually a member of the of the Order of Rangers. I, I am, I am, my my circuitous route is up in Fornost, and even then, I'm not really supposed to be there. I, I just have appointed myself, and no one has told me otherwise. I came down here to meet Gandalf. I guess I will have to meet those who stand in his steed. And he kind of gives a little bit of a smile at each of you, and um, confident, you know, kind of a, in a way of saying, "Ah, you you will do," is what he'll say. Not, not in a bad way. So, so I would like to take the time mm-hmm. later to talk to you about Fornost. Oh, but, of course, yes, but. Something else that happened while we were at Amon Sul mm-hmm. is we were attacked by a group of Krabane. But I have heard re- I have heard reports of Krabane flying from the south to the north, and from the north to the south. Uh, you at least you seen some. What did they say? What did yeah. they do? And he well, looks at there's... all of you. Feel free, those who are still here, jump in if you feel like. Don't feel like you have yeah. to sit in the background. So. So we were on our way to Amon Sewell. Mm -hmm. We were ambushed by wargs. And wargs. One of the wargs was wearing this. I I have the necklace, right? I think so. I think you ended up with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Was wearing Mm -hmm. this necklace, which I'll pull out. Mm -hmm. And at one, we captured one of the Cribane. You captured it? Did Hob, Hob, did you capture it? I'm sure you did. I shot many. I did not capture. I wanted this one dead, but... <laughs> of course you yeah. shot them. 
dead, you wouldn't. He's like, I, he's almost like, my apologies. I wouldn't suggest that you would capture your foe. I would have killed it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was told otherwise. You were told otherwise. I about shot him. Anyway, <laughs> um, later, later, when we that Cribbean cod, this yeah. necklace vibrated and it didn't it glow too. I think it, I think a little bit it glowed a little okay. bit, but not it, it, nothing that would been like it wasn't like a flashlight or anything like that. Right. Yeah. So it, it very faintly glowed and vibrated. He, he he he's like what? I mean, that's the look on his face. Like what? And he if you don't if you don't keep him from it, he kind of snatches it from your hand. Oh, yeah. and kind of kind of not necessarily rudely, but pretty quickly. And he looks at it. He's like, this is this is. <laughs> he he kind of almost drops it, like throws it back at you. He's like, that is, uh, and his face just kind of gets ashen a little bit. He's like, that is a. Uh, that is a, a, a glyph that you would find from Angmar, from the, from the orcs in that region. Oh, no. Mm. And he just kind of stops for a few seconds. I'll come back to you. All right. Andy, they're, they're glugging, glugging, glugging away on, on cool. wine. By I got an 18. I passed my insight. Okay. Check. All right. All right. So they're glugging away. This guy's being really chatty to you. And you notice that he... He isn't really following a normal pattern of conversation. You're like, it might be like, da, 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 whatever, you know, in the conversation. Right. He's like stopping at, at odd punctuation points. You know, like when you speak, you either speak and you stop at, at breath points where you have to breathe or at the end of sentences or where you're going to put punctuation. Well, he stops at odd places and you start kind of listen, kind of listen, kind of listen. And you notice that he's almost, it's a pattern of some sort. He's trying to do something. You're not necessarily quite sure what, but you know that he is, he is stopping his speech in some way um, that you are not familiar with. And it is the pattern of some type of communication. It's almost like he's interspersed Morris code into his speech. And, and he's pausing, and those pauses are the Morris code. Okay. I say, you know, excuse me. I've got to, uh, I, I think Knickerbine needs to be fed. I'll be right back. And then I'll let you speak to him. Oh, he's like, that would be unacceptable. And where you're kind of setting, you kind of get up to leave and you see the three humans are right behind you. And the other dwarf is, is, is kind of turned around to you. And you can see that he kind of has a <laughs> sword on the table. And, he, and he's like, I think you're going to give us that bird and then you're going to go on your way or we'll just take it from you and leave you in the horse trough. And all of a sudden you get this, you see it as kind of an, a, a kind of a gleam in his eye that you're like, uh Oh, this guy's greedy. I mean, that's just greed just kind of like goes over the top of his head. <laughs> He's a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> now you're not completely now. Now remember, you're not completely sequestered from all these people. You are not somewhere where no one else would hear you or anything like that. So don't feel like you know you've you're you're completely without redress. But um, sure, sure, they do. I'm they gonna, do. Um, I'm gonna go for an intimidate. Oh. I say, look here, <laughs> man. I've lived here my whole life. There are at least three sheriffs in this place because there's nowhere else to drink at night. I got a high elf. And a Dunedain warrior over in the next room that wanted to kill this 
bloody bird. And here I am trying to trade with you for a few silver pennies, and you want to mug me in the middle of the... And I get louder. In the middle of the prancing pony? How far do you think you would get? Oh, I love it. Can we um, hear him shouting? Um, just uh, go ahead and... Is there a listen skill? I can't remember. Perception. Perception. Right? Perception, yep. You all can roll a perception, and you just need uh, probably a 12. Andy, uh, Raymond, you need to roll an intimidation and a DC 15, and you can have advantage. Natural like 20. Natural <laughs> 20. Twice. Twice. You got two of them. That's a one in 400 odds I'd roll that twice. <laughs> that is awesome. So, um, um, so Kyle Hobb hears it. Uh, Herluin doesn't. And how about Edra Hill? Um, let me see. Do I get, do I get advantage on this one? Cause it's a known land. Um, sure. I don't mind. That's fine. Cause I know my, I know my, um, bonus gets doubled. Yeah. Um, I, whichever you'd like, it's really kind of. I mean, one person yeah, already knows that he if he leaves, he'll probably be like, hey, I hear somebody beating up Andy. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go watch. <laughs> cool. High one. So, uh, Ed uh, uh, Herluin is pretty intensely talking to Talendale, but Hob all of a sudden hears this. I'm a, I'm a, I don't want to make it sound bad, but I was going to end up making it squeaky. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm a, I'm a man. No, anyway, he hears the kind of like he hears Andy's voice kind of over the din of the of the thing, and so does Edra Hill, who I kind of imagine is a little bit you know kind of on the backside of the of the group. Uh, although it's a whatever, it's a side chamber. Do either of you two want to go see what he's yelling about? And with the high enough rolls that you rolled, you could probably hear he's kind of like, "How dare you threaten me?" I'm gonna yeah, presume I'm... that he's talking to the bird, and I'm gonna <laughs> be like, "Hello," and I think Andy's. Having some problems with that bird, I'm gonna take care of it. And then I'm gonna sort of okay. pat him and, on the back and leave. Yeah. I'll be back, Kaloon. How about Edra Hill? Yeah, I'm gonna go check as well. Okay. But I'm gonna sneak because I guess Oh yeah. Do I think that he's yelling at the bird or do I think that he's yelling at somebody oh, else? Oh whatever whatever just whatever assumption you wanna make, the worse the the worse you make, the better. <laughs> did I see him going off with these people or what Oh I yeah, you saw him talking you saw him heading towards the dwarves. In fact he might have been talking with the dwarves by the time you made it in here. Okay, yeah, so You don't trust know, dwarves so I'm anyway. Follow, was it Katnar? No, it wasn't, it was Hob, right? Yeah. Yeah. Going off. Yeah, I'm gonna follow Hob, but I'm gonna do so sneakily. All right, cool. Um, so you two head out there, and Andy, um, the the dwarves kind of like, uh, you know, they kind of look around like, uh oh, we didn't think about that. Um, and the and the two, the three humans kind of like turn around and go, and they bump into Hob, who you know, like, what's that? We thought it was a stool. And then um, Edra Hill is probably not getting in their way, but um, <clears throat> um, sneaking up so he can kind of see. Uh, the one human kind of looks at you and, and looks at Hob and he kind of like kicks at you with your you know like foot like to move you out of the way like you do with a cat or something like that. He's like, get out be of gone, my... Snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> be gone, Snake. He's like, get out of my way. You know, like he's kind of like he's someone's just told him off and he you know shit rolls hill downhill. You know, um, and um, so he's kind of he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder. Does Hob want to take any notice of that? This human who kind of is, was over where Andy was is kind of pushing him out of the way. I think I'd try and like move out of the way. Okay, yeah. 
I, I'm, I'm trying to like focus on what Addy's yep. doing, like find out what he's doing. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So you kind of get out of this guy's way, and he, you seem like it seemed like this guy had been over there with Andy, and it isn't very far away. I mean, the moment, moment he moves away, you can see Andy has kind of his back to you, and there's two dwarves. They kind of look a little, you know, they're looking around furtively, like, oh, maybe hopefully nobody heard. Um. And uh, by the by the way, uh, Raymond, they the other guy kind of the other dwarf kind of slid the the long short sword dagger off off the table and made it disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Edrahill, how do you want to sneak around about and to see what's going on? Well, I just kind of want to like follow behind Hob and see what's going on. Okay. Kind of okay. so that you know, I kind of yep. want to see you know Hob kind of take control of this because I know. It... <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. At the same time, I want to watch his bag just in case. Yep, absolutely. So you kind of see him just move out of the way when this this human kind of kicks at him or tries to push at him with his foot. You can see that those humans were over there, and then you see Andy talking with these two dwarves who um, are themselves kind of looking around, making sure nobody sees. In fact, one of them sees. The main one, although you wouldn't know it was the main one that had been talking to Andy, sees you and kind of scowls and then looks away. And he's and you can you can basically read his lips and you read him say something like that. M effort elf. He says something in 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 um, um, dwarvish that is a curse about elves, or like he's got an elf with him. Can I right, press so... my advantage from this? Very successful Intimidate 2020? Uh, yeah, sure. I say, look, you clearly have not been eating my turnips and onions. Because I only sell to the most upstanding Longbeard dwarves who built all the roads around here and who have been helping keep this town safe and economically viable for a thousand years. I've never heard of dwarves being muggers and brigands. And I would imagine if this got back around to your lord, and he found out whoever you and apparently Knickerbine here are working for, <laughs> you would become an outlaw. And business would dry up very quickly, now wouldn't it? Now I want the truth from you, from the bird, and from this other dwarf here. And maybe you can continue doing business here in Bree. Unless your shadowy employer pays you better than that. <laughs> he, take, he, he considers that for a moment. Does Edra Hill or Hob, do you guys just want to kind of go kind of stand next to Andy? Do you just kind of want to hang out and see what's going on? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand back, uh, mm -hmm. kind of eyeing them. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know... I wouldn't say intimidating, okay. but sure. But just keeping know. an eye on it. Yeah. Okay. But no, you don't want to go up to the table and like sit down or be close enough to to be leering and intimidating. How far am I now? Oh, you're maybe six, seven, eight feet at the most. You're not that far away. This, uh, you know. Okay. I, yeah, I just want to look at okay. uh, look at him and just kind of shake my head. Okay. Kind of I do not approve. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Finger <laughs> wag. And how about Hob? I was like, it, it seems this thing is really bringing out the best in people. So, <laughs> what exactly are you trying to do with it? Oh, you say that to the dwarf? No, no, no. To oh. to Andy. Oh. 
even better. Like, do I know why he's talking to the dwarves? Um, he's got the he's got something that looks like I don't think he's revealed the fact that he has the bird cage, but it looks rather large, and you know he had a bird. Yeah. Um, is it time you... for me to play my hand? Uh, maybe Daryl. I guess I think, I, I think with everybody here, it's time for me to play my hand, and I'm going to see if I can bring some plot resolution. If Ooh. I get lucky. Okay. All right. So I'm going to reveal the bird. Uh huh. And I'm going to say, now look, everyone. This bird is my prisoner. He attacked my men and my friends on Weathertop. What kind of fool would be able to talk a bird into attacking a bunch of grown men and elves? I don't know. But they must be pretty nefarious. What I'm concerned with is this creature that has the power to speak and is intelligent and clearly has a mind and an intelligence greater than a crow, more like a raven. And I want this bird to fly free and to go with whoever he wants to at the end of this. But I won't release him until I find out who you all are working for and what the hell you are all doing here. These lands are not known for being full of brigands. And I've got business to do, and I can't do it with a bunch of crime. <laughs> I'm calling the Chamber of Commerce. I'm calling the Chamber of Commerce. I'm protesting. Um, Going straight, Don. That's, that's right. Write a, write a stern letter. Yeah, a sternly worded letter to your... Um, uh, the dwarves well, I want to of... know what this bird wants. And the I want dwarf... to know what you want. The dwarves kind of look kind of look at each other and they're like I mean then they give you then the, they get the, the one guy the one main one kind of gives you a look and is like I've never seen this bird in my life why would I know what it wants <laughs> why are you trying to talk to it then <laughs> why am I, I trying bird, to talk to it I bet the bird will tell me I fed the bird and gave the bird silver you tried uh, to steal my silver I gave uh, it to this bird Knickerbind uh, what were they trying to say to you the, the bird kind of looks up at you and then looks at them and goes, <laughs> like opens its mouth like a baby, <laughs> like a baby bird. <laughs> I, I give it a little bread. The dwarf leans over to you and says, it looks like the cat's got the bird's tongue. We'll see. We'll see. I knew this could happen. But you know <laughs> and I know this bird can speak. He wouldn't have been trying to talk to it if you didn't think I was telling you the truth. <laughs> he looks at you again. He's like, what are you talking about? I said nothing to the bird. <clears throat> he kind of he kind of looks around the common room, especially at Edra Hill and Hobb. He's like, "I think your friend needs some kind of uh, medicinal help. He's crazy. Maybe he's been <laughs> drinking too much of this wine." As soon as he, he mentions medicinal her, uh, health, uh, mm -hmm. oh help, I'm just gonna be like, "Hello, in, hello, in, somebody beckoning the scholar yeah. to try." <laughs> I say, "Kadikabine, here's some bread." Give me three rocks if he's lying. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michael, uh, Cobb called out to Herluin. Does Herluin kind of want to say, hey, uh, Talon, I'll be right back. Put that on pause. <laughs> or does he want to kind of well, stay there? Well, so we were looking at the necklace, yes. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. When it mm -hmm. made its noise, did the necklace start Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, it did. It crafty, okay, crafty. I suspect the two of us are interested in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
are interested so, in going and seeing this carbine. Uh, so, um, so it does kind of rattle. Again, like I had mentioned, it rattles kind of like a cell phone. Not that loud, but it rattles a little bit. And Talendale immediately goes, where is this bird? I, uh, back where the other two went, I'm sure. I mean, he kind of like, I'm going to go get it. <laughs> I meant that more than anything. He kind of just steps out of the way, you know, out of the way into the <laughs> common room, kind of looks for it and then says, where is the bird as he's looking around? And I imagine yeah, it kind of waits for you as yeah, you kind of come through. It's like over here. Yeah. Do we? Well, do we have a sense of where the other two went? Oh yeah. They, didn't, they go to like. A, oh, that's right. They did kind of go off. He kind of looks around a little bit and he's he he scans. Um, but you happen to you you kind of happen to just I don't know guess if nothing else so that he so so that the piece so the PC can be the hero not the NPC. Anyway, you both get over there and he immediately sees that bird and he pushes through everybody. And he he snatches at the cage, um, and um, go ahead and give me a strength check, Andy. For Andy, sure, sure. DC fifteen. Fail. Okay, so he just kind of grabs it. I mean, Andy Andy's kind of sitting there, you know, kind of, you know, he's kind of king of the castle at the moment. You know, he's been. Telling these dwarves, bing, bang, bing, boom, you know, um, he's kind of feeling his oats, you might say. Anyway, Talendil just grabs the thing and immediately goes, "This is a servant of the enemy," and he kind of just grabs it like it's a football and just plows through, you know, whatever crowd that's kind of gone through and just kind of plunges in, out through the crowd and out into the out into out of the prancing pony. <laughs> so he goes then, back out the front door. Yeah, he goes out the front door. The dwarves look at you as like, well, I guess you lost your, your valuable. Enjoy, and thanks for the wine. And they kind of get up. They drain their cups and then they walk off. Yeah, well, we know who else is a servant of the enemy. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Ray. That's awesome. So what, are the, what do you uh, four want to do? So how do the dwarves react when he says that? Oh, give me an check. Yeah, insight check. DC 15, I think. Yeah, let's go with... No, 13. Well, oh, that was oh, 13. <laughs> there. Look at that. <laughs> We're on fire tonight. Um, um, they... Uh, he says... He said that, and you notice that they said something to each other um, in their own language, and they, didn't, they did not seem to appreciate the comment at some level. Um, you don't, unless you speak Dwarvish, you don't know what they said, but, um, no one, no one but Dwarves speak Dwarvish. <laughs> there you go. But they did not appreciate the comment. Well, Almost like, maybe like it hit too close to home, but they, they kind of pass it off as like, could it be that? Cause most people wouldn't want to be called a servant of the enemy. No, it could be. Could, just it, could that, it be that or is they it don't appreciate it? it. Well, I guess you made it. So, so there's a little, they strong, just didn't appreciate stronger. They didn't that. appreciate it. I forgot you okay. had made it. So you, so they didn't appreciate it at all. Uh, they don't seem okay. they they don't seem like they're probably the nicest fellows in the world, but they doesn't seem like they're active enemy uh, uh, um, active agents of the enemy. Okay. They, that's not the way they acted. In fact, they probably called him something like a, you know some kind of dwarvish curse in uh, under their breath as they, in their own language. Okay. Anyway, so do the rest of you want to go after um, Talendil? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And okay. yes. Yeah, what does Andy want to do? Yeah. My bird, my bird, my beautiful bird. A Andy's pretty hysterical at this point. Okay. <laughs> like he's he's really beside himself with like just the strangeness of everything that's oh. going on. 
man. Yeah, yeah. He like, would be. He's just. You failed a sand uh, check. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> right. Uh, you know. It's Colin Cthulhu. There, here comes here comes Yog Shagar. <laughs> we suddenly in Cthulhu Dark Ages. Yeah. That's right. So he, he's he's a little miffed because he's used to things being a little bit oh. more straight up with the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, you know the dwarves don't farm. Like, no, sure. Men Absolutely. grow their food. Men and hobbits grow their food. Yeah, food. yeah. Mm-hmm. So and you is, probably and the uh, anything that any interaction Andy has had with the with the dwarves has probably been relatively positive. Right. He's probably so, never actually met one that has kind of had the greed hit them hard. Because right, they don't right. need any. You know, it's kind of like yes, we love food, but it's not jewels. You know. Right. Um. Right. So I like that. So do you just kind of want to stay there in a stupor, or do you want to go out? And kind of follow them, kind of try. Yeah, kind of, I don't want to get right up in the middle of it. But you want yeah, to straggle along, along, then you're I want to like, see what happens. Okay, kind of. I'm going to be really pissed along. if they're going to just like you know <laughs> get a noose going for the little bird. Or I think you're going to be pissed. I, I'll go out as well. <laughs> what did you say, Michael? You're going to be what? I, was, I, I think I, I, I said I think you're going to be pissed then. <laughs> I can't imagine the Rangers can do anything other than kill him. Probably. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. So, uh, but I'll um, go out as well. Okay. I, so I was just you, waiting to see what Randy, what Andy did. All right. So, so as you I'll, all I'll, kind I'll of follow him. Yeah. As you all kind of follow out and as Andy kind of straggles out in a stupor, you can kind of hear the bird going, caw, caw, leave me alone. you know, it's Ooh. almost comical. Um, and you can see Talendil, um, he's thrown off the, it's it's pretty dark, but again, there are you know there are torches and things like that around the, in the you know quite as lanterns or lamps things like that on the street, so you can kind of see him. He's out there and he throws the blanket off and he's like, "Come here, you bird!" And he, he's trying to open the cage and then he pull, draws his sword and he he looks like he's going to try stabbing it, but the the um you know like sliding it through the the mesh, but the mesh is has some crossbars on it so he can't really he's like damn he almost says damn it but he does and he puts his puts his sword back and he's trying to he by the time you get there he's trying to find the the uh, the opening i say don't do it <laughs> don't do it he looks he looks at he kind of throws the cage to the side and he goes which one of you has brought in this evil into this place i have you realize this is a servant of the enemy this thing will out us all this you is have- no orc Troll, or you wife? are nothing. You are nothing but a man of breed. You have never even seen. You don't even know the darkness that lies. I have spent lands. my life. You have spent and, your life farming the ground and growing things. You have never yes. seen the darkness yes. and that training lies. animals and working with animals. Yes, and this yes, is animals, not but... an animal. This is an animal of the servant. This has been twisted by the shadow that creeps upon this land that none of you Breelanders know anything about. Because I don't agree. I don't agree you. with your dualism. <laughs> I say. Yeah, um, he, he steps back for a second. He says, it isn't a matter of belief. I've seen it. And he draws his sword again. How will you feel hit. tomorrow after you've killed this intelligent creature? For nothing. I, it didn't hurt you. Yeah. He steps up to you and he kind of lifts his blade up to your face. He's like, this sword has killed more than its fair share of those who have borne the mark of the shadow. And it will continue to kill any who call shadow their master. And he swivels around and he throws it. And it goes right through the, right through the uh, cage. And, I mean, like it was butter. And you hear the bird go, <laughs> 
that was, that was unjustified. <laughs> and the shadow will fall upon you for doing it. <laughs> he he turns around and looks at you. He kind of just sternly looks at you and he goes over and he he, he you know he kind of puts his he, he just slides his sword out, puts his his foot on the 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 cage and slides it out and he goes that if that is what is to be then that is what to be but we keep you and your silly little city safe and have forever and we will continue to do so without thanks and he wipes off his blade and he turns and he starts walking away i don't know what the rest of you want to do but that was good andy or raymond by the way that was fantastic i love it it was fun that was fun it was a great scene great scene anyway what does edward hill or hob or herluin want to do so have I at this point found out that when the bird called, it caused the bracelet to rattle or the necklace um, to rattle? I think, I kind of think you were all there up on Amon Sul when you were talking about that. I think, I think you I all, think, I, th- I think we, I okay. think we all, I think that. so. Yeah. I don't think you saw it. I don't think you saw it happen. I think you, to- maybe he just told you about it and, and certainly not this time because it was when Herluin was talking with Talendale in the side in the side office, you right. the side office of the pony, prancing, prancing pony. So this time you didn't actually see it. The first time, I don't know whether you saw it or whether you just, but you know about it one way or another. Anyway. So do we think that the bird may have been calling other necklaces? That, that's what Herluin is worried about. Right. So do we want to ask Tondo if he thinks that may be the case? Uh, yeah, well, I w- I'm heading out after him, so I don't know if anyone else is. Okay, so is there? But is there anything else? Because that probably took the the interaction between Andy and we we you know was probably pretty long as the actual role playing happened. During that time, was there anything else you all, any of you wanted to do? Like, uh, you know, so Edra Hill was kind of like, hey, what about this thing? And then once it was all done, uh, Herluin is heading off. Hob, anything in particular? I imagine when Hobbs saw the ranger was kind of struggling to kill the Crabane to begin with, I was kind of readying an arrow in the bow, yeah. like sneakily trying to like look at Andy yeah. to make sure that he didn't realize I was. But as soon as yeah. as soon as an opportunity <laughs> arose to impress the ranger, Hob, yeah, yeah, you can, you can bet the Hob was going to seize it. Yeah, like damn it. <laughs> so, so maybe I'm trying to sort of maybe I Get roll a bow. stealth check to see if I can sort of. Oh yeah, I like it. <laughs> hide the short bow and the arrow without Andy seeing. <laughs> Well, I say Andy. congratulations, you've killed a circus animal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That was Terrible. awesome, Raymond. <laughs> well, it's I'm night. still shaking from anticipation and excitement. It's night out, so he probably didn't see it. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so, so, and then after, after basically Talendale stomps off, Herluin is going after it. How about Edra Hill? How about uh, Hob? How about um, Andy? What are you all doing? I'm going home. I'm going mm-hmm. home. I'm going back. I'm out of here. I'm blowing this popsicle. I'm going to right. drink. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to drink about this. All right. So does Hob and 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 Edra Hill want to follow Herluin after Talendale? Wherever the ranger yes. goes, Hob goes. Okay. So you are all kind of. He's not running away. He's just kind of stupid. People don't appreciate me, kind of thing. Um. So Bree kind of has you know this. Uh, briar around it, you know, and so he's, and I guess there's a door that the rangers come in. I don't remember what it's called, but anyway, he's kind yeah, of heading to their own, interest, yeah, right? yeah, their own interest. And so he's heading towards that. You may not, you probably don't know about that. Andy might know about that, but as he's going, 
and Andy isn't too far either, by the way. All of a sudden, you hear the the the, and Andy would know particularly what this means, but it's obvious what it means. You hear the like the shrill little toot of one of the uh, what do they call them? The, they call them wardens. One of the warden signals, like boop, 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 boop. it's not quite as awesome as um, uh, what's his name? Fear fire foes wake. Sort of yeah, fear. yeah. Um, Although that, but, that's. Brandy huh? books. I was what I was yeah. thinking of. Uh, no, but it's, a, thinking, it's a, you're probably thinking of the Rohirrim. Yeah, but anyway, it's a it's a little warning, you know, sound to let anybody know that if you're around, please come help me. Um, Andy especially would know that it is from the wardens. The wardens carry you know whatever a, a little <laughs> horn that sounds like a shrill whistle or something like that, so that they can say to anybody, any citizens that are around that. Or any other wardens, hey, I need some help. And of course, at this time of night, there are no, no other wardens around. There's just probably one or two at the most. I say um, perfect. I wanted to talk to those coppers anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, so head like, that way. Head like towards Bobby's the whistle, basically, right? Yeah, Bobby's whistle, yes, basically. Okay. Tallandale stops for a second, and then he, he um, kind of heads, uh, he kind of stops for a second, and then kind of looks at you all and then can kind of see Andy, you know, jogging that way and figures, ah, you know, can tell he doesn't really want to, but figures he probably ought to. So he kind of heads in that direction too. Do all of you just kind of head in that direction or is there anybody that yeah, wants to do something, something different? There's definitely something. Yeah, I'm going to go that direction. Okay. All right. So you go past, you know, all of you are kind of in the same general area, <clears throat> moving the same way. Um, a couple of people have kind of stuck their head out and kind of like, what's going on? And then they see, you know, they see a couple people, you know, kind of heading towards that. Like, ah, not my problem or whatever. Um, you go past the pony. They can't hear anything because they're partying in there. Uh, disco lights by now. Um, and um, it's near one of the edges of the, uh, near the um, eastern edge, one of the eastern edges of the, of the, of the briar wall. And um, <clears throat> it looks like the briar is shaking a little bit as you're seeing, like, like something had moved through it pretty Pretty large or something was moving through it as you get there but you kind of see in the dark you can see kind of a lump of something on the ground and you can hear just kind of a little like like whoever the warden is has got the thing in his mouth trying to blow but it's not much blow left uh, would i be able to see better than the others uh sure let's say so um it, the 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 person it is a human. They are crumpled on the ground. There is bloods everywhere. It's like this person was drug around in probably a ten foot area, almost like nasty, you know, like a nasty car donut or something like that. Like they had tried to fight off or had tried to get away or something like that. Um, you you know, there's maybe you know maybe part of a part, his boot looks like it's been torn off. He almost looks like he's been drawn and quartered actually. He, it looks like he's been pulled kind of like three or four things had each one of his appendages and pulled. Okay. Oh, all right. And, uh, and as you all get close, you do need to make a corruption test because that's a, uh, what do they call that? Uh, in the game of uh, viewing something horrible. What is it called? I don't remember. There's a specific anguish. name for it. Yeah. Anguish. Um, it's a corruption test. DC 13, I believe, and it's only if you fail it and roll a one, I think, or uh, that you get a shadow point. Where's the corruption save roll? It's just wisdom, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Nice. Oh, there it is. I see there. Oh, yeah, and so unless you fail it... <clears throat> oh, so 
Corruption isn't the same as wisdom, it looks like. Hmm. There is a corruption okay. save in your saving throws. Yeah, yeah. I okay. thought it was wisdom, so, though. I thought, I thought it was based it was on wisdom. wisdom. Yeah, it is. Wisdom. It is. Gain a shadow so, point regardless of the outcome of the wisdom saving throw. So I think they just okay. use them synonymously. Okay, I just needed, needed to check yep. it. Yep. Okay. Um, and so, then if you roll the one or two, you get a shadow point. Otherwise, you don't. Okay. Do I get a shadow point? I don't know. So I fail. If you fail and then roll the one, then you get oh, okay. a okay. one or two. Then you get a shadow point when you see uh, things of horror, okay. or what do they call them, sources of anguish, natural, unexpected, yeah. tragic occurrence. Oh no, it says gruesome killing. Was it Herluin or Arbored that killed the bird? It was. It was. Ar it was. No, it was neither. It, it was a ranger. Was it was a ranger. ranger. Yeah. I turned to the I ranger even, and said, "I don't even have a sword." <laughs> I turned to the ranger and said, well, I guess events have borne out your narrative quicker than mine. <laughs> uh, oh. He looks at you and he goes, That's, that seems unfortunately true. And by the way, anybody who did fail it, it, isn't, it is classified as the second source of anguish, gruesome killing. And that is, if you do fail it, you do get one shadow point. It was... Okay. A tragic event or a very grievous occurrence is a, is a shadow gain only if you gain one or two. So if you failed it, you do get one shadow point. Okay. If you have advantage or anything like that or you rolled and you were successful, then it doesn't matter. Um, so, so as you all question. kind of... Yes, go ahead. So uh, one of my known lands is Rivendale. Mm -hmm. Do I get an advantage to corruption or no? We're like a long way from Rivendell. You're not in Rivendell. Oh, yeah, you're not in Rivendell. So oh, no. I'm in Bree, which is the yes. middle of Yep. Mm -hmm. No, no, no problem. That's not a problem. So, um, <clears throat> let me see. Yeah, if your characters are over by the troll shot. I didn't move them. <clears throat> I say, uh, I tell you, I tell you what. If you want to go after this, whoever did this, and you want to head start, I give you a few minutes before I raise the town. But I'm gonna have to start ringing the bell here very soon. Yes. Um. Um, <clears throat> Talendil just kind of looks he kind of looks shocked and then he kind of starts looking around he, he, he doesn't necessarily ignore you but you can tell he's trying to do rangery things like trying to find out what it is or who it was the rest of you as you get up there and you get close you see the guy that the person that is the person that's kind of writhing and kind of barely moving and has what did my brother call it he's a police officer so he's unfortunately I've seen this before agonal agonal think uh, breathing it's basically where you're brain dead and your body doesn't know it yet and your body and your yeah. body's your body's trying to get breaths, but it doesn't. That's what this guy's doing. Okay. Um, I'm gonna move up and check him out. Okay. So you look him over, he's a rather young fella. Looks like he has one arrow. Uh, we ran uh, into him before, didn't we? Yes, you did. Um, and Edrahill, especially when he gets close and can actually see, he sees that it is this Tad fellow that he had been talking to last session. <clears throat> So, um, so you said he's already dead. He's not. He's he's, he's basically he's, yeah. He's dying. He's or he's, he's, di he's mortally wounded. There's nothing you're going to be able to do. Okay. So healing. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Healing, it's too no, late for that. No, I wouldn't attempt it. He just make him comfortable. Okay. <laughs> does Does Edrahill? Does this affect Edrahill do in any way? Does Edrahill want to do anything or, or or help the ranger in any way or anything in particular? Or Hob or Andy? As you're all kind of looking at the scene, the ranger's kind of doing like. What Aragorn did when they when they found all the dead orcs, he's 
ah, there's a turned blade and then the glass. And then there's this little run well, of dirt and then, you know, things like that. He's tracking him. Don't worry about him. Anyway. Well, I'm, I'm obviously furious. So like, I'm going to immediately get to the source of what did this. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to look for tracks. Okay. Are, are we technically, we're technically in Bree though, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, you are. Is this you are part of the Shire? No. Oh. Nope. Yeah, this is the most excitement this town has seen in at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like this is. shit's about to turn into the ghost of Mister Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you would roll survival to kind of check, track and check and see what you can find out. Um, what does Andy want to do? Andy asks the Andy. Yeah. Says, "Look, brother Ranger, protector of Breland." Oh. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> got, gotta, yeah, I gotta eat some, eat some crow. Right. Eat some crow. Eat some crow. Well, there's, there's some back there if you want. <laughs> okay. Fry that sucker up. Thank you. <clears throat> I say, look, brother ranger, I've got to arouse the Brelanders. They are suspicious of the rangers. What is there anything you want me to do before I rouse the town? I have to do it. I yeah. can't. He wait. looks at you. And he's like, I understand that. In fact, it is probably a wise idea. My wise, my um, master, master Andy. <clears throat> um, just make sure that they no one bothers this area beyond your fellows here until we are done looking at it. I do not want them messing this up. Whoever did this, we will want to track them and find them so that they cannot make it back to whatever. This was not the work of brigands and bandits. This this is some monster. Clearly. All right. I say, I say, look, I say, gentlemen, I may have lived with the Brelanders most of my life, but I am not technically of them, and they are a suspicious folk. You're going to have to cordon this area off while I go and get the townsfolk. Yeah, and, and, and Talendil says, yes, we will. Just, just let them know what's happening and to, ta- and to take care of their defenses. We will take care of this and be gone by the time you're back. No, and be ready to go by the time you're back, no doubt. Cool. I go, I go and get the time. <clears throat> okay. What does Hob want to do? Um, Hob wants to learn, help, <laughs> and imitate the ranger okay. at all costs. <laughs> Are you going to walk over there and go, yes, I see. What is he looking at? He's <laughs> grand. Yeah. I don't understand what kind that is. Like, <laughs> try and find a task that he's doing, and then once he's yeah, realized what okay. he's doing, he's going to go yeah. and do it as well to help. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm going to have you basically, though, <laughs> flip over and help Edrahill if he needs it. If he doesn't, that's fine too. But it's because I'm not going to roll for the Ranger. So whoever's, you know, since Talendale's doing the survival, if he happens to need it, we'll just have you. Because what is help? It gives you advantage. Is that right? Um, yeah. You can okay. roll for the advantage then if you want yep. to. Yep. Um, uh, anyway. Um, and then what's Herluin doing? I'm based, I'll probably stay with. With Tad until he dies. Okay. Um, so you're tending to his wounds. Um, you know he's he's uh, you know on the brink of just passing away. Um, the um, and you're not going to roll or anything like that. He just he kind of looks up at you, and you can kind of just see you know the light kind of disappearing out of his eyes. Um, just a second. I sent you a whisper. All right. So, Jacob, what did you get for your survival? 13? Uh, yeah. 
<clears throat> what are you wanting to know? I guess well, let's do start I with see that. any tracks or um, you do see some tracks as you're kind of looking around the, the ground's pretty dusty and, and, th and, and stuff. You do see <clears> some tracks. They look like larger, probably dog tracks. Um, um, and I'll just, rather than have you roll, I'll just, since you have advantage, I'll just kind of give you some more information. Um, it looks like they broke through the briar. Like you kind of go over to the briar, the briar gate uh, wall. You kind of look through that and you see some of the branches are kind of busted. Like they just came right through there. Um, and then that's how they made their escape too, because some of them are inward pushed inwards. Some of them are pushed outward. So they came in and out of this area, you know, this thing. And they, I mean, I don't know anything about briar walls, but I, I can't imagine they're easy to get through. These I things. say, I say no human or goblin could have gotten through that. Like <laughs> think like the Disney movie sleeping beauty. It's yeah. like, almost like that. Yeah. yeah. In the description <laughs> in the book. Yeah. 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 You're right. Um, so um, anyway, so well, that's, that's what you—that's what you basically find out, uh, uh, Edra Hill. Anyway, Herluin. I'll say it was probably words as I stand up, <clears throat> have, have it holding something in my hand. Yeah. Did Hob and Hob and uh, Edra Hill? I'll just say look that in it? general. Yeah. Are, yeah. Do I see it? Oh yeah. <laughs> No, it's you don't. Something small. Yes. I mean, it's like yeah. in my, he's got something in his hand. As you, from where you're standing, you can probably see it pretty quickly and pretty clearly that um, it is, in fact, it looks like a tuft of hair. Okay. Is that from one of the beasts? It was in Tad's hand, so he probably grabbed fur. Is my guess. Looks like it looks like a patch of fur to me. And we know that. The Crabane was able to, to connect with wards, so it must be wards. Yeah. Do we think they could still be here? In Bree? I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know which um, way did they get. Are you yeah. seeing their tracks? Can you tell from their tracks what direction they went? If you found them. Um, Edra Hill knows that they left at least this area. You'd have to get onto the other side of the thing and kind of follow some tracks and see which direction that they went. But you could probably do that, no problem. So what is Andy going to do when he rouses the town? Oh, uh, there are clearly brigands, murdering brigands and monsters in the town. I've just been assaulted in the prancing pony and then I've seen someone get all ripped apart. On my way like it's home. Torches, torches and pitchfork time. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is. Uh, we got to get the sheriff out here. The and the and the townspeople are really like nosy around here. <laughs> so, like the, the littlest thing is going to just yeah. bring everybody out. Oh man, yeah. So you kind of ran out. You're like, hey, everybody, and they're like, ah, you know, you probably found you know the sheriff or the maybe. I think Twick has an actual building that. The the person like they have someone there, but anyway, you found somebody. It wasn't that hard. They're pretty, as you said, suspicious people. So they're probably pretty twitchy, and they wake up. I mean, Andy comes back, and there's already kind of a crowd amassing, moving towards you. Talendel looks at all of you, and he's like, "We must go now. We do not want to be bothered with their questions, and they will certainly they will certainly consider us a problem." Master Andy, if you would let them 
if you'd let them know about this poor young man, and then if you would join us so that we can decide what we should do, because if these, it, it seems that Edra Hill has come to the same conclusion that I have, that these are wargs, and we will want to hunt them down and find out where they're going and what, what their master plans. So how many are there? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'll give that to you also kind of with advantage. There were probably four of them. Okay. If you take this as a known land, you can know the exact species yeah. number. Yeah. 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 Exact number, sizes, and how recently they passed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they are, there are four, there are wargs. They were here just obviously recently. Um, and actually, the other thing you notice is that as you're kind of looking around, they were actually prowling here probably for a good portion of the evening. Tad just happened to be over where they happened to be, it seems. He kind of came okay. upon them. Yeah, he, it seems like he came upon them and they just ripped him apart. So I have a question. Yeah. We've been, we're in town. We were like drinking in the inn. Yeah. How many of us are wearing armor or carrying weapons? I, <laughs> I know I have neither. I am just in a leather person, so I imagine I wouldn't have taken that off. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm have taken a, I'm my in my off exact either. travel clothes. I never was able to get home oh, that's or right. change or anything. Oh, okay. So it's just me. I, I'm, I'm the one that's useless in a fight anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I would fine. never drop my bow. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. I sleep with it. Like, I cuddle with it. <laughs> you cuddle with it. Are I'm you the big spoon I, or the little spoon? Because, I mean, it's like it's not like I'm going to walk in the big spoon. room carrying a spear. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna ask Herloin if he thinks it would be a good idea if I try to, um, as stealthily as possible, track these boards and find out where they went in case um, they're deciding to come back. He I'd um, probably be worth worthwhile but dangerous. Yeah, that Talendel Talendel agrees. He's like, it probably would be a good idea, but. The, um, the, if they happen to catch you like they did this young man, you, you might not fare much better. And I would rather not lose another person tonight. Well, what, why don't we head out? Why don't we head out now and just follow the tracks together? Yes. I, I, I lean over to the sheriff. I say, is there enough money in the coffers to perhaps rent these men some ponies? They'll never catch up with those wargs other otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff is the sheriff kind of looks back at you and he's like I'm trying to keep these people out of here from mobbing them get you you and them get out of here now follow them any way you can okay all right <laughs> I slip back into town I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to rent you guys some ponies with the last couple silver pennies I've not wasted well <laughs> even with ponies we probably can't catch wolves so I mean, if they're if they're leaving, we probably can't get them. If they're staying in the area, then oh, we yeah. probably doesn't yeah, matter. I'm worried about them staying in the area. Ponies. Yeah. Okay. So I think, yeah. You know, but if they are, but if they lope off, ponies can't catch up to them either. You want to come back then? Let me go with you. Yeah. Just yeah, come with us. Okay. Cool. All right. So you all are going to make your way out of the out of the town itself proper and see what you can find on the other side of the briar wall yep. and then follow it. Is that correct? Yeah. But I mean, I would assume I'd be the tracking. Yes, you would. I was just going to call you for, and I you guys, just gonna... you're the only one that can see something in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, at, so, there's something. We will take some. And I'm going to say, 
Yeah, and I'd have them stay far enough back that I could do it stealthily since I can move yeah. at a normal pace, even while stealth. So oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to be slowed down or slow them down. Um, exactly, but I don't so, want to be seen unless I want to. Yeah, that, and that too. Um, so you get out to the other side there, on the other side of the briar, and you look, and you kind of get a sense of the direction that they went, and it looks like they, <clears throat> they looked like they pretty clearly headed south. Out of town, uh, out of town, away from town. Um, they are not at this point where you're at, where you're looking. They're not anywhere close. They managed. They after they attacked that person, they, after they attacked Tad, it looks like they tried to get out of the general area as quick as possible. Um, so you don't need to stealth right around town or anything like that. Um, but they could still be. You know, they might not have actually gone that far out of town. They just went out of the region that they figured humans are likely to go. Um, yeah, and I could tell as soon as they started slowing down as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and give me a track check um, for this first one. You won't necessarily need a stealth because they're probably not close enough to really worry about from your estimate. Um, you're, you know, as you just try to take a look at this, uh, the, the right there by the briar. I'll give him wall. the assist as well. Okay. Do I get? I don't get it. Yeah, I do get advantage on this. Yep. You're in a known land. Oh, he doesn't even need my set. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You can, we can pretend it's there anyway. <laughs> Probably going to need it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> my rolls have been phenomenal as of late. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. Fantastic. Um, so, you do, you do notice that um, about the time they cross the East Road, they start to slow down. Like they think, oh, I don't know, not a problem. We're not going to have to worry about, um, you know, anybody following us, or at least we got far enough away that we're kind of in our home territory. So um, you're probably a little bit ahead of the group, and you kind of stop on the other side of the East Road, you know, just, just and kind of maybe wave, wave them over. So um, you let them know, hey, they, they went farther south. By your estimate, it looks like they tend to go basically to the south. Um, and and as far as you know, somewhere down there, somewhere in the south downs or farther, is where this layer of wargs is anyway. Um, okay. So it seems like they're heading home, but they definitely slowed down. Unless they are really just walking, you're obviously not going to be able to catch them, and they doesn't look like they've slowed down that much. But you, again, you haven't gone much farther than the other side of the East Road, so you don't know. But anyway, you kind of share that unless you unless you tell me otherwise with the group yeah. as they kind of unless they as they catch up with you. And so, what all do you want? What all do you all think um, about that? I'm kind of interested as to what the ranger wants us to do because he seemed pretty keen to kill them. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, if they were prowling around for a while at town, what's to stop them from coming back? No, that's true. Um, Callendale kind of, you know, kind of looks at the road and kind of looks at, um, Ellendale's handy, Arendelle's handiwork, you know, yes, tracking and stuff. He kind of stayed with the other group back and figured, you know, Hey, elf, gosh, let, don't not let, I'm not going to harsh his brag. Um, um, and he's like, I, I don't know if there, no doubt that if there's four of them, there are more. Um, I don't know that you, I don't know that we are strong enough to take the, them 
if they get anywhere near their den. I don't know where their den would be. I, I don't know anything about this area down here. Arborad might know, but as you have said before, he, is, he seems himself compromised. I right, and he kind of looks to you all like, what do you want to do? You know, do you want to continue to track him? He'll certainly go with you. Um, I say, well, I mean, how far are we from town now? I mean, we're not oh, very far. No, you're not. I mean, the East Road is maybe a mile, if that. <clears throat> I said, I said, look, if this is sort of our crossroads, as far as getting any further from town. And I, I want to point out, what, what about the brigands? <laughs> Criminal dwarves? I, I guess my, my big question, too, is the what, ones what we found them? before, before we got here, had a necklace on them. What are the chances that these wars have the same necklace? Oh, they're likely to have. Right. So what does that mean, exactly? Does that mean that they uh, were being they, called by the bird, or... I'm right. Does probably... that mean the bird, the wargs, the dwarves, and the uh, little, <laughs> the little ads are be... all working for the same people? That's what Andy. The dwarves said. didn't seem yeah, yeah. to be quite that connected. <laughs> quite that connected. I, I love they, that. They seemed they were more. Seemed to me they were more opportunistic rather. Than are you saying on together. the one night in my whole life <laughs> I heard of a mugging Bree? That that the one of the sheriffs would get torn apart by wargs on that exact same night. Now, look, I'm I'm a very provincial, yokel local person, but even I was not born yesterday. Well, hold on. How long has Andy been in town? Like, how long has he lived there? Uh, since he was about 12, 10, 12 years old. Okay. When was the last time a guard was attacked by a warg? By a warg? I mean, <laughs> I mean, what are Probably you talking never. about, man? Like the fe- the fell winter when my grandfather was alive? Right. So what's the likelihood? I mean, just throwing this out there, throw a bone. The coincidence involved in the moment a bird that's uh, a shadow, I mean, you know, is, is corrupted, shrieks out and dies, that a guard gets killed, and then they run away. Right, and then dogs I mean, of monster, dogs of monstrous size go <laughs> right. up I mean, in town. I mean, the, all the I can say is be clearly, is... clearly, the circus is in town. <laughs> and I mean, they would I mean, probably discount the dwarves the, being kind of by the bird. Now, look, are if we if we go after the dwarves, will the dwarves and their little human friends stab us in the back and cut our throats in the night? I wouldn't. While think we're so. not looking. No, I think I think the dwarves were just rowdy. I don't think they were part of this whole thing. I mean, they okay. could be corrupted, but I don't think I don't think they're going mean, to find us and kill us. Because right. I mean, dwarves are legendary. Look, I've never mean, known a dwarf to draw a knife and try to rob me. <laughs> I, I think they thought you had something worth taking. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, not every, not everyone is, not... is uh, has pure intentions. You're right. You're right. So, so that's a question. Do you think do people feel we want to go after them down into the South Downs, where there'll be a, a larger pack? Well, I personally don't want to see something like this happen to another Barney Fife guard. Well, if we're going to do that, I'm going to say my character's a little bit ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I mean are, you, are you are you equipped to sleep 
day for days in the South Downs right now, or I mean, I have all my uh, gear on. I mean, the only thing, I mean, I, I'll hunt if I need to. That part yeah, never I, bothers, as you I as you notice, I don't have any of my gear on me, uh, and that actually, point. and thinking about that, that probably actually includes my medical bag because why would I take oh, it no. downstairs? Downstairs yeah, sure. to the common room. So yeah, sure. right, yeah. So yeah, if we're going to go off off to adventure again, I think we need to go back and get and supply ourselves. I mean, it's not like we can yeah. catch up to the wolves anyway. There is yeah. one. So there we is might as well go back and lo- go in the daytime. Right. There, and there is another thing. As a Brelander, this sort of thing is very unusual. And if we were to approach the dead sheriff's family, perhaps... Some of them would want to join us. Perhaps they would want revenge on these creatures. Are they any good in a fight? <laughs> I don't know. With Ask words? the DM. <laughs> maybe, maybe not to help us fight, but I mean, definitely help us with you know the townsfolk not wanting to kill us. I mean, and I would assume that since we're outsiders, they kind of view us as part of the problem. Andy isn't. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not. Yeah, not Andy, not. but. Yeah. We didn't kill his bird. <laughs> we didn't kill his bird. <laughs> we didn't kill the bird, man. We didn't kill the bird. Yeah. If, the, if, I mean, that, not that, if not you that had killed the bird and it had been a bird. completely isolated incident, that would be one thing, and he would be thinking that. But yeah, given, yeah. The, given the sequence of events that has happened in this game session, he is just out of his depth, mm-hmm. and he's just yeah. going to follow the ranger. Right. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think okay. it'd be worthwhile to bring other Breelanders. I mean, you know, they're if some wargs got through, maybe there's other ones that have gone around, right? So they need to yeah. keep an eye on their own land. Yeah. Fair. So, but we should definitely restock because I've only got like 19 arrows. <laughs> I need 20. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, I started with 20. Let's turn around. I think one. we should turn around and head back. Okay. Is everybody in agreement okay. with that? Talendil doesn't really have an opinion one way or another. You can tell he's kind of a conflicted about it. In fact, he kind of was like he looks and he he kind of looks to the south and see you know seems concerned. But then he kind of to the southeast. But then he kind of turns towards the southwest towards what would be the brow uh, the the Barrow Downs um, on the map. And you you're familiar you're probably familiar enough with that. And he just it's almost like he's trying to pierce the darkness, trying to decide himself what he might be doing. Or want to do, but he doesn't say much. As you guys all just, you know, kind of talk about that, and decide, and he kind of heads back with you, uh, trailing behind. He says, not far behind, but trailing behind, just to make sure that you aren't, um, you know, crept up on by anything. Um, how how much time until morning? Oh, it's probably a three long. or four hours. Yeah, five hours. hours. We were. I mean, we were. Oh, I guess I, it I think was it'd be just. A, it I was just it, like. Yeah, it was, right? it was dinner yeah, time that we. It was had dinner, dinner time, so, it's so it's probably most of the night. It's probably only like yeah. ten or eleven at night. Yeah. Okay, we well, I'll I'll help them stand guard. Okay, and I can I can do the whole. I can't remember what it's called. It's not a trance. That's D and D. Whatever the one is for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I can't be called unaware, so I can still technically Meditate. guard. Yeah, you're the four yeah. hour. Okay. okay. Long rest. Um, I am going to drop back, and before we get into Bree to talk to okay. the ranger. Tal- okay. Talendil? Is it Talendil? Yeah, Talendil. Yep, Talendil. And say, should Haldas be informed of what's going on? Maybe maybe you should do that while we go south. 
Yes, Halidesh should definitely be informed of what's going on. I, I don't know. I have two minds. The, the, the sigil that you showed me is not something that... I mean, it, it concerns my mind, is what, I, is, what I, mm-hmm. is what I am saying to you, is if Arborad is calling forth some spirit of the past, it cannot end well for any of us. And right. it, we will need so to me- know what the sigil is of thing of all things. And I, my mind is, I don't know what is, I mean, obviously of more immediate importance is these wargs, if they continue to attack and on my way down here, I, and I, I imagine you were all close enough to kind of hear him. He's not necessarily, by the time you guys, by the time, uh, by the time, um, uh, Lewin is, you know, you know, you know, is, talking with him, he's kind of moved up. He just wanted to kind of make sure, and then he kind of moved up with you. So you're all kind of hearing this, but he's still kind of a bit ways back. So feel free to ask him any questions or interact. Don't, don't feel like you can't. Um, he's like, obviously the wargs are of more immediate concern, but Bree faces something far darker if, if, if Arendil or, or, or Arabad is calling up dark spirits. That and Mad Ostley said he has seen this. And I know he has claimed many times to speak with the dead down there. It's part of what makes him mad. And, and Master Andy can, can testify to that. He comes back every season cla- declaring he's um, seen, um, seen and heard things that no mortal has. Yes, but, but he always pays his bar tab, it seems. <laughs> so there are potential rewards for us going out on the downs. I've been up there just once or twice during the day, mind you. It's easy to get lost. Uh, yeah, Talendil kind of stops and he just looks at you in kind of disbelief and he's like, I cannot believe after all that you have experienced this night that you do not have some pause for what you're speaking of. And he kind of turns towards, points towards the down. There lie the dead of the of the earth and they do not lightly allow those to enter their realm that is not a place that you could just walk walk through like it is an afternoon stroll i i do not understand what you think is down there that you can just stroll through it like it's a park or like you're walking in a fair and breathe I say the Brelanders were here long before the ship kings of old came here. That may and very well be, but they are dead. Those that reside down there are not all dead. <clears throat> well, it's the dead on the right side of the Greenway and the giant monstrous wolves on the left side. So take your pick. Let's just go where the wolves. prophet is. <laughs> wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. I've already seen a ghost. The wolves are. Uh, I've lost man- half. Wolves are managers. I've lost half a year's earnings on this trip. <laughs> How have you lost half a year's earnings? Nightmare, <laughs> nightmare holiday. <laughs> <laughs> the hangover. What? Middle Earth version. So uh, Andy was already at Hammond Soul when we got there, right? Um. 
I don't remember how we Isn't ended it? up getting there. I Some, think we, I just someone joined joined yeah. us there. Yeah, we yeah. just retconned me right in yeah. there. It was great. Yeah. Okay. Good. Right. Great. So we don't we don't know what happened to you. Okay. So yeah. I probably wouldn't have asked that. It's like something yeah, sure. clearly something happened to you as far as he's Curluin's concerned on your trip in, ahead of them to Amundsen. Okay. Okay. So here's the, here's another thing too that I want to add as you kind of all are talking and 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 kind of moving your way back up. So. When you were in the Prancing Pony and things had kind of been going on with, um, with Matt Ostley, who I don't know where he is. He must be back at the bar. <laughs> we just kind of walked off about him. Um, and then Hob and uh, Edra Hill had kind of come into, back into the main room. Um, but they were also in the main room when Matt Ostley kind of was like, I know what that symbol is. It's a symbol of the kings of whatever blah, blah. I saw it down in the Barrow Downs. Hob happened to see someone he had seen before kind of lurking about, skulking about in the, in the crowd and who seemed to peek up at the interest of, of this, this thing being spoken of. And it was the person that he saw Arborad talking to. You remember, I think it was last session, you had snuck up, to, you'd kind of snuck out or you'd gone to search around and you had seen Arborad, Kyle, you'd seen Arborad um, talking with a rather... Uh, disheveled fella. Arborad was in Bree. No, no, he was. You were when you were in Almansul. Uh, oh, before okay. you left in the morning, if I remember oh, right. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, um, Cobb had snuck down or was just kind of surveying the area, and he happened to see Arborad talking with this rather uh, uh, nefarious-looking raggedy fella. Yeah, and he was when he talked to him. I saw him point. Yeah. He sent him to the east. Like yes, mm -hmm. he told mm -hmm. him something, or it looked like he was giving him some directions or pointing yeah. like to the east. Well, this guy is here in Bree. He was you. You, you kind of just pat, glossed over it after everything started. Like after the horse poo hit the pan, hit the pan. pan. Okay. Um, you noticed that he was there, and he tried. He looks you from what you remember. He kind of slunk out of the area, you know, out of the bar, and kind of ran. You know, kind of almost ran away, like he had just gotten a juicy bit of gossip or something. You just remember that as you're as everybody's talking about anything. I don't know if you want to tell them that or not, but that's something that you do remember as you as you kind of come back and you're kind of talking about what happened and where you're going and what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll bring it up to the group and just say that there was I did see someone I did see Arbarad. I didn't see him talking to the ghost, but I saw him talking to a, a disheveled fellow when he went off to scout. He said he was gonna check the area. But he was he was talking to this fellow on the road and he pointed him Towards this direction, and he did show up. I thought he yeah. pointed east. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we went west. west. This we're is west. west right? Yeah, we're oh, west. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But he pointed him to the the mm -hmm. east, but he seems yeah, to have here. found yeah. his way back to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's so, be working with him. So are you going to describe kind of you know you said said it, but are you going to actually give like a description? He's five foot high, you know things like that to the group. I'll give him whatever I saw. Okay, that. sure. Okay. I just want to make sure I, I just want to make sure that you did that and didn't assume it. So Andy immediately recognizes that description as a fellow who comes into town every once in a while. His name is Gorlank. And he comes into town when there are fair days to buy food. He's basically a hermit that lives somewhere up in the oh, what's the name of that? The Chetwood. At least that's oh. that's what everybody talks about anyway. Oh, that wretched old conjurer. I can't believe he survived another winter. <laughs> Yep. So um, he's he's not well liked about about the town. He's he's not hated, but he's kind of treated like uh, you know, kind of like a dog. 
you know, like, hey, you know, or, or at that time, it would basically be a rat. That's the way they treated dogs. And, you know, we don't like them. Um, they, they weren't pets. But anyway, they don't hate him, but they don't, you know, he has to kind of come to the fair just because there's so many people there that um, they just, they don't, they're not particular about who they sell stuff to. But anyway, or the uh, monthly market meeting or whatever. Anyway, but anyway, you immediately are like, I know who that guy is. And he's always trying to find, you know, little bits of gossip and things. And he, you, you who's definitely he, know. Who's he living with these days? I don't know. You don't know that. He has, I mean, I don't know that you've seen her talk. Or does he lately. have his own place? Um, the, the way it talks about it is he seems to have his own little place in the woods. In the Chetwood, as you would know, there are still many, many huts and things like that that are basically, um, they're not completely ab abandoned. But most, when, the, when the wolves had attacked or some attack had occurred, they fled to the Chetwood for protection. Correct, and they, correct. So and they as, built... As children, we were all taken up there and shown where to go yeah, and yeah. something terrible. So that's the, the discussion is that he lives up there where in one of those or lives in many of them, however he feels. He's... Basically, he's a hobo of the Middle Earth. I mean, he just—that's the way they approach him. Is that he's a, a, a you know, a, 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 a wanderer, homeless man, basically. Well, look, he's he's like doesn't like, he doesn't yes. like my vegetables very much, but I could probably help you talk to him. <laughs> Maybe he is worth talking to. Yeah, but anyway, you yeah, did I mean, see him. He, he seemed he to must, be. He must be working with Arborhead, so I think it might maybe. Tomorrow would make more sense to go try to find him and track him down than the wargs. Because the wargs have a den down there, apparently. So it's not like they're leaving the South Downs. Is this the Herluin saying this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I say, that does not Gorlak have an ill sound to it in your life? <laughs> it does. <laughs> So I'm, I'll follow the group. Where okay, they? okay. So about the time, um, about the time uh, that you get back to the you know debris, it seems like the town has settled down a little bit. You know, there's a guard is standing there going, "Who are you?" And you're like, "We just we were just here like ten minutes ago." But he still does that. Andy, Andy, maybe smooths it over. Andy forward. <laughs> Go tell him. Um, Do we look like wolves to you? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much. Yes. They're just doing their job. Um, yes, we do. Yes, you do. Especially that ranger. And Talendil uh, stops. He says, friends, I, I must go to the north and I must find Haldus and speak to him about what is going on. Please keep me as informed as you can of what's going on. Uh, leave me a note here and I shall pick it up. I will, I will follow whatever Haldus directs. I am gravely concerned, especially with um, Abrad. Uh, for the news of Arbrad and Haldus definitely needs to know. Be careful in what you what you uh, choose to do. Um, wargs are not to be trifled with lightly, as you can very well see from what they did to both the young fellow here in Bree and what they likely did to Arbrad. So do, do any of you want to yeah. say anything or, or ask him anything before he heads out? Because he's not even going to... He's not even going to head into Bree for the night. He's just going to travel. I say, is Gorlank any friend of the Rangers? We were thinking about paying him a visit tomorrow. Heard he's been palling around <laughs> with Arborad. Um, I he probably would have heard that conversation too because he was with us. Oh yeah, sure. 
He's like, yes, I heard you speaking of that. Um, I I don't come down much from the from the north from Fornost, so I am not familiar, very familiar with Gorlank. But I will definitely pass that on to Haldus. Uh, he doesn't sound like the savior savoriest of characters, but then the Brelanders don't think we are either. And he just kind of looks at Andy as his parting shot, and then just kind of. <laughs> goes up. God, <laughs> I ain't crow. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just kind of a, a slight dig, not a bit, not a main no, dig. No, he, totally, didn't, totally. he didn't glare. <laughs> kind of, I get no, you that. Cool. Does cool. does Hob or or Edra Hill want to say or do anything before uh, Talendel leaves? Mm. No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay, cool. So he heads out, and he—I mean—he seems to be basically rushing or running, kind of like they did in the movie when they were after the hobbits. Um, and he just basically disappears. Uh, you get inside. Um, you go wherever you're going for the night, unless there's something specific you want to do before you go to, to head to bed. Um, and if there isn't, then we'll just kind of fast forward to the morning where you all meet around the town well or whatever, and then you can decide what you want to do. If that damn bird isn't at Andy's house anymore, then Hob doesn't mind staying there. <laughs> that bird is dead. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so is there anything anybody needs or wants to do in the in the evening as they as you settle down? I think um, I'm just going to go up to my room. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, if there isn't, oh, and Edra Hill is going to spend the night, kind of watch, right? Yes, where the okay. wars came through. Okay, cool. So you do that. Nothing else through the night. Hob takes a nap. Probably has a pint before he sleep before he goes to sleep. Maybe a nice draw on his pipe. Um, uh, Herluin uh, uh, reads probably a little bit before he goes to bed. And Andy probably is just like, "What the hell is going on?" And then blows out oh. the candle. And it's oh no, straight Daryl. He has straight up PTSD dreams oh. because he had childhood oh. friends that were devoured by wolves. Oh, read yeah, his character probably. sheet. Oh yeah, so, that's right. Ugh. So that's so he's just seen another person get devoured by. Oh one. yeah. Oh, and now that he's an adult, it's probably even worse because he yeah, actually he's they actually saw with... it. He actually yeah. saw it with the kids. He probably was never allowed to see it. Just like yeah, they throw him apart. Um, so y'all, so you have a restless night, is to to put yes. it mildly. <laughs> to put it mildly. Um, so you in the morning morning comes, you have breakfast, you get your you get whatever whatever supplies you need. Um. Because I don't want to play shopping the role playing game, um, and you meet at a centralized point, and it's it's your scene. Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you saying to each other? We need to ride by the sheriff station on the way out of town. <laughs> Maybe the sheriff has seen the uh, the hermit. <laughs> yeah, the sheriff's seen nothing but a, the backside of a mug. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that about Andy. <laughs> Andy Taylor. Sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I, I should change my name to Barney. Yeah, no, don't do that. Barney got killed. Anyway, um, so uh, uh, if you don't have any uh, you know, qualms or whatever, probably on your way out, you kind of see the, the, the I don't remember what Twick is called. Oh, he's the Reeve. You probably Reeve. see Twick. Yeah, Twick is probably out. And he probably says, "Ah, oh, so these are the gentlemen that happen to, to, to the gentlefolk that happen to come upon the scene of our fair Tad's death." 
So what do you say this morning about that grisly matter? I say that I am sick of drunken reeves. <laughs> town get devoured by wolves. I've been seeing this sort of thing since I was a child, and I've had enough. I'm taking uh, these travelers out of town. We're going to kill some of those wolves, bring their heads back to you, and maybe I'll ask you if you need a deputy. <laughs> well, um, uh, your commentary aside about my behavior, yes, I could always use more fodder for the cannon, you might say. They have a vacancy, after all. <laughs> <laughs> my so any doesn't say that. Yeah. So, so if you would like to, so anytime you would like to sign up and be like one of these other brave ones instead of like a ranger, perhaps uh, hey. you will consider it. <laughs> Bad mouth uh -huh. ranger. Yeah, I, 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 thought that was, I thought that was you, Kyle. Like, hey now, watch it. Anyway, um, does anybody have anything they want to ask the Reed? Anything they want to tell him? Uh, so have you, has anyone spotted Gorlink? last night or this morning um i know he was around town slinking slinking around but no we haven't seen him why uh, do you need him for something i don't think he's a wolf he's i think linked to this somehow <laughs> oh oh okay um well he's up somewhere i mean he lives as far as we know at the it has to know as far as i know at the moment somewhere up in the chetwood but other than that, I don't know. He keeps to himself unless he absolutely has to come into town, which apparently he had to last night. <laughs> Is there he any just... reason that he might have come into town last night? Well, probably the only reasons he ever comes into town and get supplies so he can go back up and live in somebody's house in the Chetwood. Um, Whose house? I don't... Twit, Twit kind of looks at you. I don't know. I haven't been up there. Why would I know where he is living? I am not currently responsible for him. Your powers of investigation are truly mind-boggling. Really. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Technically, he's the, 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 the Reeve of Bree, not the Reeve yeah. of, That's yeah, true. of Archer. Yeah. But the, it doesn't matter, though. You could still insult him. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. The, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of falling pieces here. So. Yeah, that's fine. No problem. I love yeah. it. Um, he's like, you know... Maybe if you would go and be an actual citizen of Bree instead of a self-serving merchant or a wannabe merchant, then um, you could maybe go up to the Chetwood and ask Gorlink yourself and find out what he has to do in this matter. Since this, uh, since this man of wisdom from the South seems to think he's somehow involved with wolves. You were considering doing that. If if you don't if it didn't come through my voice, he's very dismissive of you. All. <laughs> mm -hmm. We are okay. outsiders. Yeah, we are you'll provincial. see. You'll see. I don't know if I will see. I guess I'll be too busy looking at the bottom of a of a mug, according <laughs> to you. So maybe you'll have to be a little bit more flashy with your uh, with your movements, so that I can see around my mug. Oh, well, I'm sure you'll have less time to drink now that you're down one deputy. <laughs> God, you're good at this. He's like, I wouldn't be if I can't. I can't it's okay. It's okay. You all <laughs> he just mutters. He's like, he basically says, yeah, he doesn't know about the birds. So he, yeah. So, he, so anyway, he kind of he kind of just waves off and goes. 
So you are all are kind of standing there. People are kind of milling around doing stuff. It's a little bit subdued, more subdued than it normally is in Brie. People are not really out and about. They're kind of scared, you know, what happens, you know, when a crime is about. People tend to not hang out as much. So what are you all doing? What are you all planning? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, I think we need to go to the Chetwood, but we don't know that's where Gorlank we should find Gorlank, but I don't know where Gorlank went. Did he go back there? Did he go back to talk to Arborad? Gorlank. Did he go sometimes. out? Go out and go down to the South Downs to talk to the wards. Gorlank uh, is a—he's kind of a hobo, and he—he yeah. he flops at different people's houses. So even if he's not there, we might be able to find out something about him. Look through his stuff. Hmm? What does Edra Hill or or Hob think? What are they thinking about? You ought to do. If he came um, to town for supplies, where would he have gotten the supplies from? Does Andy know of anyone he might have mm. visited? He comes into town a few times a year, and you know, maybe he sent a, some of the little folk in sometimes. But I, you know, I can't remember. I don't watch these people. I grow turnips. <laughs> um. Go ahead and roll a traditions for me, Andy. A, a D12. D12. Or D, D12. DC12. I'm sorry. Um, no Ed, problem. D and Daryl, I, I know you can tell that I've read this book. So if yeah, I sure. ever step over the line. No, I will. I'll tell you. Yeah. You, you, you as a Brelander should know most of this kind of stuff. That's so what I'm trying to deal. think is like, what yep. would he know? Yep. Out of yep. what I'm you're, doing, you're doing fantastic, but thank you for checking in. Okay. Um, what is Edra Hill thinking? What does Edra Hill want to do? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, I mean, I guess the issue is, is that do we want to spend time hunting for Gerlach or do we want to, I mean, nothing happened last night and I didn't see anything. So I'm, I'm kind of, kind of defer to her loan at this point. And okay. Say, you know, if we're going to search for Gerlach, then we need to go ahead and do it when you split up and find him. Yeah. Or at least find the direction he went. You might not want to split up and find him because right. he's probably not in town. But yeah, you might not oh, want yeah, to. Just, right. You might not want to all tromp to someone's house and say, "Hey, do you know?" Um, okay, what did you get for your traditions, Raymond? A twelve? Yes, sir. Okay, fantastic. So you know, you you're they're all kind of chatting about this, and all of a sudden you have this flash of insight, and you're like, "Oh, he spends uh, he." is pretty friendly with the Tunleys, who are the hobbits in, what's the town over? I can't remember. Staddle. Yep, because they, yeah, they live yeah. in, they live in the, the smell of Staddle. But anyway, the Tunleys. So unless you don't keep that to yourself, everybody he's, knows. You know, he, come to think of it, he's been sending old lady Tunley in to do his grocery shop. So... <laughs> And I and I know this because he always gets the most noxious, nastiest things you could imagine. Strange herbs, all all kind of strange things. Anyway, the children around here think he's some kind of conjurer. I sent you a whisper, Andy or Raymond. Poor Andy. Um, so, um, so maybe uh, the Tunleys, the, that's probably the amount of what all of you know, because I think we've established you'd all kind of come to town and kind of at least gotten the lay of the land. 
the, the, the Tunleys are hobbits in, um, in the town over a staddle. Um, and um, that probably a little bit that you, else that you would know just from your own hearing of people talk about them. They're not, they're not hated, but they are kind of a contentious group of folks. Okay. Did you see that, Ray, the whisper? Uh, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. you know, it isn't old lady Tunnelly anymore. It's the granddaughter. And, you know, she is the cutest thing. She must be only about two and a half feet tall. <laughs> oh, Hob. What, <laughs> what is he saying? But, Are you saying Hobbs but he, he, she's got to drag this huge bundle back up to Staddle with her. It's, it's sad, really. Hmm. Well, that might, that could be suspicious. I sent you. I sent you another one. That's cool. You, you know, come to think of it, that's closer than searching the Chetwood. You know, come to think of it, I think either I think this morning is his grocery day. We should go and look by the market. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, <laughs> on to the market. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Slaying the market beast. It's it's a bull. Um, the uh, so you get to the market. It's it's pretty tepid. It's pretty quiet. Um, Andy sees Primrose. That's her name. I don't think you said that, but Primrose is um, is over there. She's flitting from from uh, place to place. It looks like she has a basket full of stuff, and it looks like she has. Um, it looks like, I don't know if she'd actually have, yeah, she might have a little donkey or something like that with a cart behind it. It's a pretty, I think the area for the market is pretty wide open and there's not a lot of people here anyway. And she's just throwing stuff kind of in there. She's greeting everybody. She seems quite bubbly and effervescent. Um, all of the, all of the people she talks to seems to have a good rapport with her. Um, so what is Edrahel doing as you kind of step towards the market and then you kind of and Andy probably is like hey there's Primrose we should probably talk with her she might know Right, I say look Edra Hill uh, and Hob keep it quiet there's always people watching in this town oh <laughs> okay. Shh, don't make any quick movements does Edra Hill well, we have any, anything he wants to do Well, we haven't at this point we have not seen this tunnel though correct you, you've searching. seen You've seen Prim. You walk into the market, and Andy points out Primrose Tunley, which is uh, Grandma Tunley's daughter. Uh, yeah, Grand I say granddaughter. She looks, I say she looks pretty bubbly now, but when yeah. she's carrying that <laughs> bag back up the hill to Staddle, she won't be so happy. We better talk to her now. But pretend you're buying groceries or something. Don't let anybody go, notice what you're doing. Go look busy. Go look busy. So does Edra Hill kind of want to blend in? Does Hob kind of want to blend in? You know, just like oh, oh yeah, what are the what are these? Apples? Hob might be the best just... person to go talk to her. Oh yeah. <laughs> Totally, be. totally. Yes. So does Hob, once he sees that she's a hobbit, <laughs> he probably knew that she was a hobbit anyway. <laughs> um, does, does Hob want to go over there and introduce himself? I mean, sure, but before I go over, what are we trying to get from her? Exactly. Uh, we so want to find out about... Uh, well, we want to know about Gorlank, but maybe just is he there now? Look, mm, look, look Hob, she can't, she can't like that old conjurer very much. He makes her carry a hundred-pound sack up the hill every other week. Okay. Hundred pounds probably heavier than she is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As Hobbs looking at, as and I imagine, I imagine this is what's happening. I love this image in my mind. Sorry, I love it. 
I imagine Andy kind of leaning down to Hob, you know, not necessarily the dismissive or patronizing way, but maybe kind of a little bit. And, <laughs> and behind him, he's saying, now she's going to be carrying this stuff all by herself. She's tiny, you know, kind of like you're tiny too. And, 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 and the camera can see right past Andy and sees Primrose with her, with a cart, with a donkey. And she's putting stuff in the cart. <laughs> so she's not carrying anything anywhere. <laughs> but anyway, wait a minute. When, when did she get a donkey? <laughs> yeah, you're, you don't see any of that. Andy's okay, got this whole okay. story in his mind and he's telling Hob as Hob can clearly see. I love the irony of it. You know, that as I was looking at that in my mind and you were telling that story, I was like, she's behind him with a cart. Anyway, so Hob I'm sorry. Goes, my information no, is outdated. No, that's okay. <laughs> you got to update your information. So Hob, you're going to go over there and kind of chat with her and see what kind of information you can get from her. Is that correct? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Hobbs heading over there to talk to someone else. I mean, they're all they're all hobbits. They're like, right? Uh, anyway, um, Andy, are you just going to kind of hang back and kind of watch and make sure he's not, not misstepping and 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 butt in if he does? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Traditions and, is actually my best skill. So oh I'm yeah, sure. No, I'm kidding. With it. I'm kidding more than anything. It just kind of goes with my kind of humorous uh, feeling of this scene. Um, Herluin, what is Herluin doing? Um, I guess I'll just keep watch and see okay. how Hob does going over okay. there and I'll okay. look around. I don't okay. know if we know what Gorlank looks like. So, um, from the description, from the description, yeah, but from the description, you probably wouldn't know exactly because a lot of these people probably look kind of raggedy. But um, from um, from Hob's description, you probably can't couldn't be like, hey, that's absolutely the guy. Um, okay. what about yeah, I'll just keep, just, just gonna watch Hob then. Okay. Well, I guess what I'm going to do, since Hobbs obviously got this taken care of, yeah, um, and you know, I'm going to take Andy's advice, and you know, it's just everybody's paying attention in the sound. Mm -hmm. I want to keep an eye out to see if anybody pays particular attention to Hobbs talking to. Oh, I like it. I like that. Okay, cool. So you're going to just kind of watch them, and then kind of see. Who's watching that interaction, right? Right. Okay, cool. So, Hob, you're, way, you're making your way over there, and uh, Primrose is buying some goods and trade them. And she, she basically, about the time you get there, she's turning around and putting some stuff. She's like, oh, hello. I don't think I've met you yet. A hobbit from the Shire, is that it? Yeah. Oh, I have it. Oh, my name is Primrose Tunley, and you are? Hobjob. Oh, Hob, that's so great. I'm so glad you've come over here. When did you come over here from the Shire? She's probably, I don't know how old Hob is, but she's probably, what did they say? Hobbit middle age is 50. So she's probably 20-ish. Yeah. Correct. Hobbits, Hobbits come of age at 33. Okay. So she's probably 20-ish. Okay. Basically a teen, a little bit above a teen. But anyway, bubbly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bob doesn't want to go to prison, guys. Good, good. Nobody wants you to go to prison. Um, anyway, so she's like, oh, it's so nice to see you. So what's happening in the Shire? Oh, do you have any of that beautiful Shire tobacco? Oh, I would love to have the, some of that for Grandma Tunley. She just loves that. And she's kind of in a foul way lately. Oh, you don't know anything about her. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't go on. You, I'm sure you have very exciting stories. I heard that you had seen that poor fellow get killed. Uh, we didn't see it, unfortunately, but we, we stumbled oh. upon it. 
Well, that's lucky. That is, that isn't something I'm sure to see. I've heard stories from Grandma Tunley about oh, the wolves in the wo- the wolves in the winter, and ah, oh, it sounds horrible. Didn't you think it was horrible? Have you ever heard that story? Were you alive then? I, don't I think know. my uh, I think my friend Andy keeps uh, mentioning. <laughs> I love it. He keeps beating that drum, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, she's like, oh, it was a, I, I don't know. She tells it all the time. I don't even know if it's a true story anymore, but you know, like they say, gra- grandmas will tell you stories about things you need to know about. So I probably need to know about that. Anyway, I've got stuff. You want to walk along with me? I've got to go get some more stuff to, I've got to get some stuff for our, our, um, our, our larders. You're, you're free to walk with me. I'd love to hear all about the Shire. You, by the way, it is hopefully obvious you haven't been able to tell her anything. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, sure, but uh, I had a, I, I wondered if you could help me with something as well. I'll oh, help would, you if you help me. Oh, I would love to help you. Oh, I think all these people, the Breedlanders, they're not very nice. They don't really want to talk. So I'm always happy to see people come through. They always have great stories to tell, and they want to help you and tell you things. Oh, yeah, yeah, what do you mean? Um, I bumped into, and then I'm going to sort of describe the gentleman and see yeah. if she responds with his name. And then she, if she, she doesn't... She wrinkles her nose a little bit and kind of looks up like she's trying to... Think, oh, you mean... Oh, you mean Gorlank? Yeah, I think that was his name. He, uh, hmm. He's he's good at surviving outside of the... Oh, yes, he is. Settlements he, and stuff. Oh, yes, he is. He, he's... He 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 likes to spend a lot of time in the Chetwood. I, I would never yeah. go up there. Too many trees. Uh, I love the, I, I love the under the hills. Oh, that's 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 my favorite. As I'm sure it's your favorite too. You know, because over in the Shire, that's basically where all the houses are. Well, yeah, we tu- we tunnelies. That's where we spend most of our time in those all those in this in the smile. It just goes on for miles and miles. We love it. Oh, I love it. I must be part badger or, or prairie dog or something. Can yeah. I kind of saunter over and kind of look at some vegetables? Yeah, you, you yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, this one, how's this one looking? You look at the same avocado for 15 minutes. I, you know, I say, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of put on a more like accent. Yeah. Hey, hey, Chubb, they say those tunnelies are great cooks. <laughs> you say that out loud to, loud to Chubb? Yeah, yeah. Because I hear she her kinda, talking. Yeah, she kind of looks over at you and she's like, I don't know what he's talking about. We like to cook, but I don't know that our stuff is that good. And she just kind of pushes Chubb away from she, You know, like, she doesn't obviously know that they know each other. She's like, you probably don't want to talk to him. He's one of the locals. Locals are pretty, what should, we, what should I say, provincial. They don't like people who are out of the town. We're kind of yeah. considered out of the town. We should probably go. She just kind of starts sidling away from him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll sort of mention to her that, see... He he mentioned I heard stories of him living out, and we were actually considering tracking whatever did that disgusting oh. thing last night. But we oh. need his expertise. Oh, he's the kind of those things I would never guess outside he's of the, the wall. Well, I guess if you'd have to survive outside of the wall and you don't have a home of your own, you'd probably need to survive out in the wild. Yeah, he's well. As far as I know, he's up in the. Let's see. He's up in the um, he's up in the Chatwood, but let's see. Well, some of my it's interesting that you mentioned that because some of the stuff I'm buying is for him. He kind of comes over and hangs out with Grandma Tunley. They're pretty they're pretty friendly with each other. You know, they're they're good buddies. He's been around. He helps her with things. She needs some like medicinal root from the Chatwood or something like that. We don't want to go up there and get it, and so he kind of trades with us. Um, I say I say 
you know, those uh, those tunnels are most kind. It's not often that one of the big folk lives in the house with the little folk. <laughs> it's like she looks it up and she's like, "Is he drunk? I don't know. I can't tell. The big people they drink all the time, and then they they sound like that. Does he sound weird to you? He sounds weird to me." And she just kind of keeps looking back at him, like, "Like maybe we should keep going, keep sidling." <laughs> I've just got to go with her. Okay. She doesn't go far. She's not necessarily afraid of Andy. She's just like, I'll okay. walk off. I'll walk okay. off. Okay. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it, Andy. That's, or I love it, Raymond. That's fantastic. Um, I, so, I guess I'll say to her that, like, what I'm really trying to get at here is, like, the quicker I can find him to learn about how to survive, the longer I can stay out there and the quicker I can get to tracking it. So. Oh, yes. Well, well, I don't – I mean, like I said, he's going to come – we've got some stuff that he requested that we trade with him. So um, he's going to bring some of the root. It's like next couple of days, I think, maybe tomorrow. But I um, – oh, no, no, we're taking it to him, and it's my cousin – it's my cousin Arnold that is going to um, – uh, he's going to take the stuff up to the Chetwood for him and meet him at, at, a, at a spot. I don't – I've never asked. I've never asked. Uh, Arnold. It isn't the same person every time. Uh, he's pretty particular about people knowing where he's at or meeting people. But I know it's Arnold that's taking the stuff up to him and getting the, oh, I don't know what it is, some kind of root that my grandma wants. Uh, I don't know. Helps her with her with the creakiness of her bones or something. Would you perhaps mind if my uh, my group tagged along? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. You'd probably have to ask Grandma Tunley. She kind of runs everything there. I'm not... I'm, I'm, I think you probably have to talk with her if you wanted to do that. And sure. Andy, Andy kind of hears this, you know, didn't go unless you were like totally left the area. No, I'm, I'm um, close okay. Enough. Yeah. She said, you know, she immediately said, you know, the moment she says you're going to have to gr- talk to grandma Tunley, um, you know, that that is going to be an uphill battle. Oh, and I kind of imagine that like, if I were drawing a comic book of this, I might, um, you're like, you know, shaking your head back and forth like, oh, crap, because, you know, she's not she's not somebody that you want to talk to. And, and Hob probably kind of sees the worried look of ex- on your face. But um, anyway, so yeah, yeah, you definitely hear that. Um, and her Lewin, you know, um, you probably are close enough to kind of catch most of their conversation. And Edra Hill, um, there are a couple of Brelanders that are watching with mild interest, but they don't seem to be overly concerned. Um, and, you know, Hob is doing a good job and they're kind of moving along. You know, they're not staying anywhere and causing any problems. So you don't see anything at this moment that, that uh, alerts you, okay? Okay. Cool. Um, so Primrose just kind of like, well, um, you could, to, to, to Hob, he's like, well, you could probably talk with her. She'd probably... You know, if you brought her a nice gift or something, she might probably be okay with that. I mean, if you need Gorlank's help, he's a pretty nice fellow, and he knows quite a lot, I think. I mean, he'd have to to live out there in the woods, as you said. Yeah. Do you happen to know what Grandma Tunnelly likes? I, I know she really has a hankering for some of those, um, some of those apples um, from old Bob Thratchit. <laughs> She likes that. Uh, he she likes some of those apples, and he's he doesn't really like to sell them to us because well, I, I guess we I guess we chop down one of his trees sometime. 
20 or 30 years ago and he still hasn't forgiven us but she loves them they're so juicy and sweet oh if you get some of those you probably really really appreciate uh, appreciate you she's like i i gotta go though um i've got all the stuff i need and they're expecting me um it shouldn't be hard to find us in staddle we're in the great smile and anybody in staddle knows where we're at if you can't find us it was so nice to meet you and just kind of imagine her enthusiastically shaking your hand <laughs> yeah. she kind of just you know slaps her, her her donkey on the butt with a little whip and or a little twig and she uh, trundles off unless you have other questions for her I'll just say thank you so much for your help of course oh it's so nice soon. to meet you i'll tell them all about meeting another hobbit in the shire <laughs> and she just she keeps talking to you as she just basically walks away yeah, that's cool <laughs> i'll slowly slink back to the group then okay <clears throat> i say chub you did it yeah you did it. It. <laughs> it's the cousin it's the cousin cousin so are you going to get some of those apples uh, for her, for make, make I'll, I'll mention it to Andy and then see if he knows where we can get them. Uh, or, oh, wait, I I missed the big, like the first paragraph, Daryl, mm. of your description of the. Um, actors. basic, basically, just it was some you know Bob Thrashit that happens to have a nice orchard that they had had that the Grandma Tunley likes apples from, but can't get them from him because of some kind of. <laughs> turf war in asia <laughs> between oh, i them. got i got this okay that's yeah so cool anyway. well, as long as we're still in we can get the apples yeah i mean you being a brelander they aren't gonna care yeah um, yeah you, I, you know so provided you're not buying her bucket loads no you know, just, just i'll buy yeah, a, you know just one dozen or so one little crate full okay and, okay yeah sure so you've got that so what what are you, what are your plans? Talks amongst yourselves so I know what you're doing, and we could go in that direction. Well, do we want to try to you know get the apples and then talk to grandmother Tunley, see if we can either go along. I guess if that doesn't work, we could try to follow Arnold when he leaves. Yeah, I mean I can yeah. track him. We could, we could always say as well that, like, whatever... We could say that we think it was some kind of beast that killed the guard. And we're... We need to... We're heading up that way anyway to see Gorlack. And hey. maybe we can help protect the <clears throat> caravan. Hob, do you have any of that tobacco? I have pipe weed, but I don't know if I have that specific one that she's asking. It, it, she, as long as it's from the Shire, she didn't care. Okay, then, then yeah... Okay. So we've got so, that and that well, and apples. Potentially, yeah. You know, Hob, you could or Chubb, you could perhaps Hob Chubb, you could perhaps yeah. make a make her acquaintance on, along the road up here and say you found some tobacco. Who's oh, I don't think we want to seem too disingenuous. <laughs> but it's better than following her and spying on. We know We know where to go. All we got to do is go to the Tunleys and then find Grandma Tunley, which I wouldn't assume would be too That's difficult. That's true. We could just we, go knock yeah. on we know where the We know where their, their village is or where their <laughs> town is. Yeah, Sure, Staddle. It's just across the way. It's not that far. Yeah, at I, all. I would assume the best thing for it to do would be for Hob to go and talk to her because I would assume that being from the Shire, she would want to speak to him quicker than she'd speak to some of us, especially an elf. 
that everybody mm. seems to be a little uh, on edge about. Mm. I'm, Sounds fine. Yeah, and I'm wondering, we probably wouldn't all want to go with Arnold anyway, because then that'll spook Gorlank. We'd have to be... Right. Well, I mean, I would. I, I think I if would, any of us are with him, we would once we would want to go, and then when we get close, it's like, well, we're going to hang back because we don't want to spook him, right? And they kind of sneak along behind, basically, but but with Arnold knowing about it, yeah. So, but yeah, I think Hobbs the best choice to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. It's good that I don't have to make any rolls because my charisma is only ten. <laughs> uh oh. I mean I could I mean I could guess I could Is go anybody with a you, warden? but I mean mine's not uh, any wardens in this group? Nope. Uh that that would be our uh Bjorning when they Bjorning who's yeah. not here currently. Not here. Yeah. Gotcha. I've got a plus two charisma. I've got see I've got a, a plus one, but I mean, I'm proficient in, you know, uh, perception and persuasion, but I mean, I've only got a plus three to persuasion, so. i got a four on persuasion, a six on traditions. I could probably do okay with grandma if, if Chubb messes it up, but I've done a lot of dialogue session. I don't want to the game time. Mm-hmm. Well, I, there'd also be the. I mean, this might be tending to an audience, right? So yes, it is. Do we it know? Is it is. Do we know to an what? It, I got the impression the Tunnelies weren't that fond of the Brief folk. Right? No. So <laughs> I mean, so I think and, and Andy would know that. Andy would know that. Yeah. There. yeah, yeah. Just from the they're hermits. They're the kind of hermits. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm wondering. Uh, do you think I mean, they would be, an it would be weird if like... a whole group of us went there to talk to her? I think, but but I tell you this: I don't think they always were hermits. I think no. there was a time when the Tunnelies weren't so troubled as they are now. But you know, it's been a long. You know, I don't keep up with the little folk. You know. <laughs> well, well, how about how about me and Hob go? Because I guess okay. him traveling with an elf, and I mean, technically, I'm an emissary with the. The mm. stupidest charisma on the planet. <laughs> of, you know, bad dice rolls. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. <laughs> Lord, my character. Yeah, Man, I built this one. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> it's dice rolls. I yeah, mean, I know. Terrible. <laughs> That's the thing rolls. about D twenty. They're they're very sweet. That's why I use the arrays rather than roll. Well, no, I mean, uh, I would have gotten. Uh, yeah, the array would probably have worked, but I was hoping. Out of the whole bunch, I got one seventeen. The rest were tens and twelves. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> so, what was your thought, uh, Jacob, for Edra Hill and and, Ch- and Hob? Well, I mean, if we go and we both go as you know, kind of uh, talking to her, I mean, I would assume. I mean, people are a little apprehensory about uh, elves in general, but yeah, sure. You but know, they might be in awe, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So we could try to play to that, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, we'll just follow the dude. You, you can carry the apple. <laughs> <laughs> have something they want. You are the apple carrier. <laughs> That's fine with me. That's awesome. On elves like so, on elves like super dexterous, like they don't. As in, like if I had my fingers on it, it I might crush it or something. But because it's an elf. 
Well, I mean, I, I, I say, I say, Edrahill, so. make sure you try one of those apples before you give them to Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't don't give her any rotten apple. fruit now. Is there anything else that the the Tunleys would find? Like Andy, I mean, you may know. Is there anything else that they would like? Like, is there particular meat or something that I could scavenge on the way there? Because I mean, I'm a hunter. Uh, I mean, it would you know bring them almost like a gift. I mean, I don't want to seem disingenuous, but at the same time, you know, if we brought stuff to them, showing our good intentions, sure. it may it may help. Look, I sure. think that that Shire tobacco. It's one of the most expensive commodities around here. Even if they didn't want to smoke it, sell it to somebody else. Bada bing, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> good point. Good, 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 good. Um, so what are the what are you other two going to do then? While they make their way over to Staddle, if there's anything you want to do in particular, while they make their way over to Staddle and try to try to meet with Grandma Tenley, and um, um. That stuff. Good question. Um, I mean, you, I, it wouldn't be necessarily untoward for you to just kind of follow back a bit and just kind of see and be around there. I don't know if you want to... I mean, there's Matt Osley you could maybe go talk to a little bit more. Um, we kind of just... He just kind of disappeared. He is mad, though, so... <laughs> what you get is what you get. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there was something else you wanted to do or not. No, I think I think it's probably gonna be the best. It's up to you, Harlow. What do you think? Um, I'm not sure we what what we get out of Madoss. Yeah. No, I don't mean Madoss. Um, I mean going to. I guess we could kind of follow along and just be kind of elsewhere in the t- in Staddle. Yeah, I think there's a or bar right kind of, of it. I think there's yeah. a bar in Staddle. Okay. Or and a, so they can meet meet us there, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because do we if know? Did did Primrose say when Arnold was leaving? Was it tomorrow? Or uh, tomorrow, it sometime, today? sometime okay. tomorrow. Okay, so it's not he like may he may be able to tell it. us. So. I'm sorry. What did you say, Jacob? I didn't hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep interrupting. No, he no, may no. Be able to tell us where to go. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you didn't necessarily ask her. She might not know where Arnold absolutely goes, but anyway. But yeah, she no, said, I don't. Well, she said she didn't, or, or Grandma yeah, didn't right. know, but yeah, Primrose yeah. didn't know. No. Um, yeah. Uh, it might be worthwhile to be somewhere nearby the Tunnelies, kind of within earshot, just in case, yeah. like, Gorlink is there. Comes by and there's an altercation of some sort, so we could hear it, mm-hmm. just right. in case. To be backup, mm-hmm. I'm not sure Is... how much backup we'd be. <laughs> you don't have two more people. Yeah. I could try to sneak. Well, no, I mean, I'm a treasure at hunter. this point. I could would have. I could have. Oh, well. you would have your spear. That's right. What well, we'd look, I don't know. It would look pretty strange to be walking around with a spear, wouldn't it? Maybe. <laughs> Not, I mean, maybe, but not necessarily if you're not quite hanging out in town. And if you're just tra- – I mean, you, Staddle would know that you're traveling through, so it's not like you would leave that stuff somewhere else if you went to, like, the bar or the – whatever it is, the, the alehouse. 
Yeah, but I'm thinking if, if the alehouse isn't within earshot of the tunnel. Oh, it's not. Yeah, by, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah so then we wouldn't be hanging around there. with. Yeah, hanging around with would be suspicious. I didn't realize well, you wanted to be that close, but. Well, that's a, that's just thinking if Gorlank comes by when they're in there. I don't know. Yeah. She may well want to meet everyone. You never know. Once I bring up that yeah. I have a group, she may be like, oh, where is your group? Yeah. Well, so we yeah. So why don't we be somewhere kind of waiting outside? And if she wants to meet us, you can pop out and signal us. And we'll come up. Or we didn't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. A whole bunch of sure. big people coming. Sure. In. You're like, hey, everybody. So is that what you guys want to do? You basically want to follow along if they need you. You can kind of go there. And then Ed, Edra Hill and Ch and Hob are going to just basically go and try to talk with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, you know, I want to hide somewhere and not go up. If, if okay. the group comes in, I want to just kind of observe if anyone okay. kind of coming okay. in and out of the property. Okay, cool. All right. Not a problem. So it doesn't take you very long to get over to Staddle. Uh, you chit chat along the way about, you know, things people talk about, whatever. Andy probably fills in with what information he can about um, Grandma Tunley, which is not much different than not what much. we've already not much more other than she's kind of cantankerous and she can be overbearing, but she really does. Uh, Hob gets a really clear gets, gets kind of a really clear idea that she kind of appreciates hobbits from the Shire. Primrose is not uh, Primrose was not an aberration in that family. They tend to be very very welcoming and opening open to um, folk from the Shire. Okay. So I don't I don't know exactly how the smile is set up, but it's not hard to find. You walk up there. You know, there's probably somebody you know kind of hanging around outside just playing with a dog or something or doing something and you just say hey, good morning to them, you know, and they and probably say something like, Hey, is grandma Tunley around? We've got some apples for her and we'd like to meet her. And he's like, yeah, I think so. And then he kind of runs inside and he comes back out in about, you know, two, three minutes. He's like, she would love to meet a fellow hobbit from the Shire. Oh, she's just so glad that you're, you're coming here. He's like, Oh, by the way, my name is Arnold. I'm a, I'm a, one of her, uh, one of her grandchildren actually, I'm actually her. Actually, says ah, I think we'll, I, we all call her Grandma Tunley, so I forget that she's not actually my grandmother. She's my mother, uh, which is worse. But um, anyway, he's like she's just inside. If you'll come with me, and so he kind of goes through the little circular door, and um, and you're on your way if you want to be. Yeah. Okay. So you have to. You walk in, and Andrew Hill has to duck his head, of course, um, then hits his head on the chandelier. It's required. Uh, the, uh, uh, he's like, just follow me on over here to this. T and so he kind of just kind of imagine a very similar kind of layout to the, to the Hobbit movie, uh, and the Hobbit, uh, or in the Lord of the Rings, there's that kind of setting area where it's got a fireplace and things like that. And there's that, and he basically takes you kind of in a room to that. And there's a little old Hobbit, kind of shriveled up old Hobbit sitting in a chair, um, she kind of looks up and she's like, yes, Arnold, what is it? And he's like, oh, these, these fellows have come to see you, Grandma. And he's yelling like more loudly than, you know, than, than I am, obviously. But he's kind of yelling. She's like, oh, that's so nice. Where are they? And she kind of casts her eyes around. And he kind of, you know, gently kind of just points her over towards you. He's like, ah, ah, ah. Oh, a, a hobbit, it looks like. And something much larger. Oh, dear, what are you? Grandmother Tunley, I'm just an elf from Merkwood. Here uh, to uh, talk to you. An elf from Merkwood? Uh, uh, 
Well, well, please, please, introduce yourself before we get too far. I'm honored to go get us some tea and cakes and, and set these down. And he kind of set some chairs out for you. And, of course, they fit Hob fine. But Edra Hill would <laughs> be like being in kindergarten all over again. Um, she's like, now tell me, tell me, who are you, dear? So basically what you're going to do is you're going to make a, a tradition tech test at DC 15. Because you're a hobbit from the Shire, I'm going to give you um, advantage. And you're basically introducing yourself, Edra Hill, because we're using basically the, the basic audience rules. And, um, and then anybody else you want to, if you want to mention your other friends. But you'll roll and then you'll kind of introduce them to see how that goes, okay? So close. Good thing you got advantage. But still not good enough. Oh. Okay, so go ahead and give us a little bit of role play about how you say it and what you do, etc., etc. I mean, so I'm going to introduce myself as Hobjob and kind mm -hmm. of say, I, I was talking with the beautiful Primrose in Bree earlier today. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking for someone. And okay. I heard that, well, I described the, the gentleman to Primrose, and she seemed to mention it was a fella called Gorlak. I believe. So, so you, you, do you just introduce yourself? You don't introduce Edra Hill? Or you did? Or you did? I um, didn't catch that. I don't think I would have introduced Edra Hill. Okay, okay. She, she, so you're, you're, you immediately kind of, I'm, you know, I'm Hob from the Shire, and you immediately uh, jump into this. And she, by now, Arnold has brought some tea and, tea and, and Hobbit crumpets. And um, she, uh, she, she's kind of got some crumbs dro dropping out of her mouth, and she stops for a second. She's like, you didn't tell me who that fellow was. You just started into your business. I don't know where. You, I don't. I don't know what it's like in the Shire. Maybe it's all business, business, business. But you're coming here to talk with me. I'd like to know who you are. I've got that. Your hob. Now I'd like to know who your tall fellow is. And by the way, is Edward Hill sitting or is he standing? Just well, for I, my I, for I my amusement. Well, when well, of course, because I am taller. I'm like six foot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was. I would have, you know, told uh, Arnold when he brought the chairs. Said, "No, thank you." Uh, okay. Hobbit, I'll. I'll okay. the floor. So I'm gonna like cross oh, it on the floor uh, so that I could be I at it. the same level. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, so, so she's looking, and she's like, "What's your name, dearie?" She said that to Edra Hill. And and I would say it because I am kind of an emissary. I would say, yeah. uh, "My apologies, good grandmother oh. Tunley. I am Edra Hill of Merkwood." Oh. Um, happy to make your acquaintance oh i'm so happy to. she kind of like you know like she kind of she's you're close enough all of you are close enough that she kind of just reaches forward and she kind of pats the top of your hand you know like a grandma and then you notice you have card candy in your hand what where'd this come from no she didn't that doesn't that didn't happen she's like please please Miss, please edra hill oh can you believe the impertinence of this young hobbit she just kind of zeroes in on you for a second. Oh, you should have some tea, and she pours you some tea. How many lumps? One, <laughs> one bam, 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 bam. That doesn't happen. Um, she puts some sugar and gives you some tea. Oh, please eat. I know they're not as good as your, oh, what do they call it? Labas? Lingus? Oh, what do they call that bread you make? I love it. I had some of it. These crumpets kind of remind me of it. I don't remember the name of them either. Lemba. I think it's Lembus. 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 Okay. Oh, I love that stuff. Oh, it's so crinkly and, and golden, chewy, and lovely. I love it. Um, oh, you really, 
you should not spend your time with such an impertinent and, and disrespectful hobbit. You were right here, and he didn't say anything about who you were. So tell me, Edgar Hill, what are you here for? And you can, Chubb is kind of, or Hob is kind of getting the sense that he, she's just kind of ignoring him. If that's not, if it's not coming up, she's kind of like, oh, he's not here. <laughs> not, yeah. not, in a, not in a really just, not in a, like a totally disrespectful way, but kind of like, you didn't, since you didn't uh, introduce him, I'm going to spend a little time talking to him for a little bit. Anyway, Wait, the elf right. also has the apples, so. Yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> You're correct, sir. Anyway, Edgar Hill, go ahead. Uh, and I would, I would say, uh, once again, my apologies to your mm-hmm. grandmother, Tunley. Uh, forgive his impertinence. He's simply excited. Um, and we are in somewhat of a rush. Uh, as you may have heard, uh, Borg's attacks. Uh, <gasps> she kind of clutches uh, her chest. <laughs> clutches Bram her pearls. And Bree. Yeah. And we are doing our best to track them down. And we need the help of Gerlach. Uh, oh, you have you have seen these wolves? You have seen them? Oh my goodness! Oh, Arnold, Arnold, come here, Arnold. They've seen wolves. Did you know about this? And he's like, "Yeah, mom, I did." It's oh, how did you not tell me? And then you sent Primrose down there. I can't believe. It. Oh my goodness, Edward Hill, did you keep Primrose safe? Yes, after the attack, I did keep an eye on the town where they had oh. attacked to make sure it was safe <laughs> over the night. <laughs> I love it. Nice step, side step. Oh, that's so wonderful of you. Oh. Oh, Hob, I can't believe that you didn't introduce this wonderful fellow. Oh, he's so such a treasure you are. Oh, such a nice treasure. Oh, and I see you have some a crate there for me, Edra. Or a crate, Edra, whatever is in there. He calls you she calls you Edra. That's your new nickname. <laughs> anyway. Uh, she looks at that. And she's like, "Oh, what are those?" And you can tell she's kind of she. All of a sudden, you realize she's not quite as blind as she seems to be. Can I do a tradition check to see if it is tradition to bring gifts before we have like an audience? Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. To 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 the yeah. shire, I yeah, guess, because yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't know that. Yep, yeah, sure. DC twelve is fine with me. That would be a terrible roll. Uh, you'll probably get a twenty. <laughs> no, nope, um, you're not. You're not quite sure, but you know that. I mean, Primrose was pretty solid about taking stuff to her. So was. So was Hobbs, so you seem like, yeah, that's probably okay. And she doesn't seem to be offended by it at all. Um, but she is, she's like, oh, wow, that's very nice. A very nice box. It looks like some wonderful apples. I don't, so what do you want to, how do you want to approach that? And I say, oh, of course this. Well, of course we've come here to, to ask for your assistance. And before we do that, I would like to give you some sort of gift uh, to, to start the conversation. So these are apples <laughs> from... Uh, what's the guy's name? Bob Sackett. Yeah, let's call it Bob Sackett. Bob Cratchit. Bob <laughs> Cratchit. That, that young Primrose told us yeah, uh, that you liked very much. Oh, and she's like, oh, dear heart. Those are my favorite apples. Arnold, cut one up for all of us and bring the cheese. And, and Arnold kind of comes in and gets the thing. And you, before you know it, there's cheese. He's like, she's like, please, please eat, Edward Hill. You're so skinny. And Chubb, you eat some too. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Chubb probably um, is not skinny. No, <laughs> Hob is Chubb. Anyway, uh, um, anyway, Hob. I meant Hob, not Chubb. Sorry, Ch- uh, Hub. Uh, Hob. She's like Hob. Oh, it's so nice of you to visit. And um, I, I really, really like. Um, I don't know if she points up to. She kind of moves her hand up to the 
um, to the mantle. And she's like, I don't know if you saw that when you came in, but that is a pipe from, oh, what is his name now? He's one of our relatives, but he carved it himself uh, or he got it as a gift from the dwarves. It's supposed to have something magical in it, but I love to have a, 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 a nice bowl of pipe weed from the Shire every once in a while, but it's been up there so many ages. I wonder if maybe you have some? <laughs> I feel like this is a comical moment where Hob <laughs> just reaches into his back and says, like, you mean this? <laughs> it's like shining and glistening. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, fantastic. She's like, Oh, for me, you shouldn't have. And she snatches it. Um, the um, she's she's like, oh, um, I think we should have some right now. And she she hops up like she's a spring chicken and goes and gets the the pipe. And you can see it's a very very well crafted pipe. It's it's it looks like it's um it looks like it's a very dark. Uh, wood that was used it almost looks like stone in fact because it's such a dark dense wood she's like i don't know where he got this. what was my relative's name that had this well anyway we got it from him when his when his when he passed away and you that's hobbit lingo for they stole it um <laughs> can i check like belladonna took, kind of wood like belladonna is? took with the forks what can i do a check to see if i know what kind of wood it is oh sure if you want um, I'm also a carpenter, so yeah. Um, um, I'm gonna you... send. I'm gonna send uh, Kyle. I'm gonna send you a whisper here, real quick. Sure. Okay, I sent that to you. I think. Yep. Um. And then you can roll whenever you want for Enderhell to, to kind of get a sense of the wood. Um, what would it be? Um, insight or... Insight or... Would it be... It wouldn't be... Nature? Nature might be good. Uh, lore might be okay if you want to use that. But I think those are probably your, your choices. And they probably are all the same skill. <laughs> Oh my God! What is up with my rolls today? I don't know. Wow, you are you are. Ugh, I'm gonna have to give you extra explosive points to make up for it. <laughs> let me go. Let, let's not do any kind of battles today. Yeah. Okay. No battles. Well, we're almost done. So no, no. Well, let me. Let's get middle one. Uh, unless you punch Grandma Tunley, I think you're fine. Um, did you get the whisper, Kyle? Yeah, I did. Okay. All right. Um, Puncher, but so, I wouldn't be able to hit. <laughs> point um so you look you know she kind of she kind of lights it up kind of think of this as kind of a you know peace pipe kind of moment or whatever but um she does can i sort of stop her before she puts the pipe weed in yeah yeah sure if you want to how do you want to do that um as she's going up for that one i'm gonna be sort of i I have this this pipe here from the shire if you want the true shire experience Oh, you devil. She's really? like, oh, she's like, would I? Oh, my goodness. And then I... I'll go into the backpack and pull out the. Yeah, yeah. The so she she greedily grabs that and shoves pipe weed in that and lights it up and just starts toking on it. Do you want to take a look at that? I mean, she doesn't she isn't really she isn't really protective of it. She, I mean, she seemed like really proud of it. But now that she's got this one, she's kind of like, yeah. 
hey, if you want to look at this one, it's fine. Like it was, sure. it was the best china in the world, and now you handed her something else, and she doesn't, you know, another Chotsky, and she doesn't really care. So, seeing as I know the lingo of um, mm-hmm. like past passed it on or whatever, mm-hmm. but I know that it means they stole it. Can I sort of indicate, be like, oh, so where exactly did this come from? <laughs> <laughs> She she's pope she's uh, you know puffing and she's like well the um the stories that he always told what was his name I don't remember anyway um was that he had he knew some dwarf friends that came from I'm not quite sure where and he said he got it from them I don't know they said it was always magical some kind of toy or something that he said it all it, it, it he what did he say. He was my grandfather, so he'd always say, and I went very old when he passed away, but we didn't get it until much later. Um, he, he'd always say it gave him better vision. I never understood what that meant. He, he said he could see things more clearly, and he was one of these fellows. As you well know, that old Bilbo fellow at the, at there in the Shire, who yeah. liked to go off and do things uh, with wizards and stuff. And he was one that, one of the sorts that kind of, when he was really young, he went off with, I don't think it was Gandalf. I don't think Gandalf was around at that time. But he went off with some old bearded fellow. I think he had a brown cloak or something. I don't know. But um, some kind of adventure came back with that thing. And so we've had it ever since. I've smoked it every once in a while. I've never seen anything better. Ugh. So then I'm, I'm going to be like, I, I've made a few pipes in my time, but I've never really seen anything like this. Would you perhaps be selling it? Or <laughs> she, the moment you say selling, the moment you say selling, she's like, "How dare you!" I mean, if you want to kind of, if you want to kind of meal a mouth around that, they probably. I kind of imagine the hobbits never actually mention it selling anything. That there's a mealy mouth away that they go about talking about buying something. Yeah. So if that's if you're like no I what I meant because you would know that as a hobbit you might not yeah. know that as Kyle but as a hobbit you would know that that's my impression of hobbits anyway they would never be so bold as to say what I can I buy this from you but a suggestion of a trade a suggestion you know yeah. okay okay um, she pauses for a moment she's like I don't know you've come asking quite a lot I mean those apples are nice and I've had that that's been in the family forever and Arnold you could see like again it's another kind of shot where. Where you're seeing Grandma Tunley and you see you in the foreground, and then you see Arnold, and the look on his face, everybody would know cinematically. It's kind of like this is not this is not important to her. Like it's kind of like she would trade this away for five bucks if we're using <laughs> modern Lego. I mean, it's it's a point of pride for her. But if she basically if she could find something that she can tell a better story about, she would. Okay. You know that. You know so, that in a minute. Anyway, so question: Do do I understand yes. what's happening between them? Um, I would say because you're an emissary of your people and you're probably used to talking with other people, you probably have a pretty solid understanding. You may not know the intricacies of it, but you understand that they're basically talking about him getting that pipe from her and how that might go around. And if she can have something that she can tell a better story about, you probably understand that part too. But the specifics of it, the, you know, the way they're talking about it, because even though Kyle, you had mentioned, hey, would you sell it? I kind of imagine it's more nuanced than that, but that's the subtext of what you're saying. Is that correct? That, that bread that she yeah. was talking about yeah. that we make, I don't remember the name again. Yeah, Lembus. How hard is that? How hard is that for me to make? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know that you probably make it here, but I don't have any problem if you would happen to have some. 
I don't have any I mean, problem I, with that. I would if, assume that I would carry some with me sure, as an L. Sure, I mean, that sure. Would be... Yeah, I mean, I would probably say it's probably your last bit, but if you wanted to kind of like, hey, here's some, you know, like Gild the Lily. Um, but keep in mind, um, you are asking a lot in, t- in, in this audience and so you might not want to muddy the waters too much because the, yeah. the main thing you wanted to do was talk with Gorlunk, but I was going to bring it back to the yeah. But anyway, yeah. How, that's however what I was you guys want to do as well. It. Yeah. However you guys want to pursue that, just so that you know that, so that you can kind of keep yourselves kind of on task on what you want and not have to make tons of rolls that you might end up not passing and, and make things worse and not get your ultimate objective. If your ultimate objective is that, who knows? Anyway. Right. Well, what I was going to do was mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. pull some out, like pull out like a bit of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, because of the image, I would offer her some and oh, say, yeah. back to the task at hand, uh, uh-huh. how do you know of this girl? Like, and how may we find it? <laughs> Fantastic. Offer it to so her, she's like, offer it to her without even asking if she Yeah, yeah, it. sure. She looks at that and she sees you kind of unwrapping it very similar, you know, in, in leaves and things like that. And she's like, oh, is that? And then she tastes some and then she sips some tea after it and she's like, oh, that is wonderful. Oh, thank you for sharing that. It's been so many years. The, the, the taste of honey. Well, I tell you what. My, my, um, my son is happening to take some stuff up to Gorlank, as it happens to be. I think perhaps something could be arranged. I don't know. Um, basically, what you guys need to do now with all you've done, you need to roll... Uh, the audience rules, or we're just using the basic rules. So basically what you've done, you've asked her, hey, can we go along? Would that be a, not be a problem? So that's kind of the and the the question you're asking. So you're going to need to make a roll with, I believe it's traditions, um, with tradition to, and I've got a chart that I'll just look at to kind of gauge her reaction to that, um, ultimately. And um, um, she... Um, and so that's that's basically the the what you need to do now to kind of in the in the audience. And then of course, if you want to kind of then dovetail with that and see if you can't, you know, trade or something for the pipe afterwards, that's fine. But your main thing will just have you roll. So one of you needs to decide since you've both been talking to her, and since especially since Edrahill kind of brought it back to the point, it might be Edrahill that is good to roll the traditions roll. Um, Would it be a straight roll? Or with advantage because of what's going um, on? Or... Let me take a look. Like with um, the apples and the pipe yeah, yeah. weed. And... I w- oh, yes. With the yeah. apples and the pipe weed, I'd say you definitely have advantage. And then um, even though you're talking, you introduce inter- – uh, you ended up – even though you're talking and, uh, and Hob was the one that introduced you, you have a plus one to your role because he's a hobbit of the Shire. He was the main speaker that said, you know, that should have said, and, and eventually, basically, did. Here's Edra Hill too, even though she helped him with that introduction. So anybody who makes the role, you can have advantage for the, you can have advantage for the the gift you brought her, and then you have a plus one to your role. So, fifteen all around. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let me look at the let me look at the chart. Where'd it go? That was some that was some fun advantage I got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! It so, better be a DC fifteen, man. Yeah. <laughs> they go the DCs go zero, ten, and twenty. So you at least hit ten. Um, she she looks at you. She's like, "Well, I don't know. Gorlunk is a pretty, a pretty, uh, pretty t- um, uh, solitary fella. He might not like all of you showing up. I think Edrahill, if you'd like to go, it might not be so bad. 
Um, although it would look weird if an elf went. So maybe, Hob, you could go. Maybe it would be better that – I think it would be better, Hob, if you went. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, honey. Sorry, honey, Edia, Edra. Edra, I'm sorry, honey, Edra. Dear Edra, that's what she says. Dear Edra. I was trying to go for a southern bell, and it wasn't working, so I'll go with dear Edra. Um, uh, but I think that, that he wouldn't be so skittish and so worried. But you'll want to make sure that Edra Hill, that you could stay here and, and, and spend some time with me, Edra Hill. I'd love to hear some things about Mirkwood. It shouldn't be long. They don't go that far into the Chetwood. Okay. But that's what, she, that's what she offers as your audience, basically, as you're talking with her. That she, you know, that it would be good for Hob to go, and that would be fine. But that's probably all that should go because of Gorlock's, you know, kind of um, skittishness. Right. Okay. Um, she's more than happy to kind of chat with you uh, to, about whatever you want, and she just kind of carries on and <clears throat> shares, you know, uh, ramble, rum, ramblings that you about the town. If Hob. If Kyle, if Hob kind of wants to see if he can't trade that, that uh, you know, for that um, for that pipe, um, all you've got to do is kind of discuss, talk with me about what you want to actually trade her with. Because there's by no means did you use all the pipe weed that you have. You know, you yeah. just had one bowl, and of course, she seemed to be pretty taken with the with the actual pipe. Um, you can certainly make like a traditions check to see if you can run off with that, but it will probably be around a. I'm going to say the DC is probably going to be like 18. Okay. I mean, what he would say is he would just be like, I'd be willing to trade you some pipe weed for that, but then you wouldn't have a pipe to smoke it with. So oh. I'd probably throw in my own pipe oh. that I custom made. You are and perhaps that will give that. you a good enough story. I love that. How Hobchub crafted you your own personal pipe. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so you can have advantage on that. Um and then a traditions check, so of sixteen, or I said eighteen, but I'll go with sixteen. Oh, you got it anyway. Cool. All right. She's like, oh, that would be beautiful. And the, and she's like, we don't have many Shire things around here, and they're always so beautiful. So you ended up with this pipe, and she's got you, the, this almost stone-like pipe. It seems, um, <coughs> and you guys ended up being able to go. You'll be able to go with Arnold to meet. Um, and he goes tomorrow, and she says, you can stay here if you want. If not, he's leaving, quote, this time, midday, whatever. So next time we pick it up, we'll pick it up there. Okay? Sure. Fantastic. That was fantastic, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Before we end, is there anything that Andy or Haluan want to do as they're kind of chatting and talking and things like that? You're, um, they didn't ever give you a call. You don't ever really see anybody around, and you didn't, of course, see it go along anywhere. No, I'm, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, cool. So your experience points for this session, I kind of figure there's been about two days and I'm just going to grab, I just grabbed the adventuring day, uh, adventure XP per day. That's 1,200. So divide that by four. That's you each get 300 experience points. Level three. Woo-hoo! Level three. Cool. <laughs> That's cool, nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. Level three is 1,000, isn't it? It's 900. <clears throat> no, now it's 900. Yeah, I thought it was 1,000 too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, but anyway, is there a way to level up on roll twenty, or is it you just got to put it in nope. and do the stats? You've got to put it in manually. There's no. Yeah. It. Um, when you change your level over to three, it will like it automatically efficiency bonuses for you at least. So. Uh, 